This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. I'm from the hood, man. The final cut. No, the real hood, hood. Not the rap hood. The real hood. Like my friends, I'll say it clear. A pair of sneakers. My mom's busting ass. my case. Nigga, <laughs> I'm going to Japan tomorrow. Which I'm certain. You understand what I'm saying? Can you believe that? They have people waiting at the airport like four. five days like I'm a beetle or something. That's the real talk. I traveled each and every highway. Seen the best of the best, the worst and of the worst. Oh man, every time a show ends, that's how we got to go out, man. Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 206 of This Week in Culture. I'm your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. Hashtag Lawrence Hive for the final time. And I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson. One half of the culture, uh, one half of everything. Former Best Buy employee. Oh, facts, facts. If you know the vibes. If you know the vibes, man. And this week, no hesitation. Y'all already know what it is. We bring to you the season five series finale review of Insecure, man. Somber fucking day, dog. Somber day in the culture, bro. This is a... yeah. Joyous day, man. It's 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 joyous, but it's somber, man. It's joyous because uh, we we got a billion reasons why it's joyous, dog. Um, before we get into the episode and the review and and fuck with the listeners and all that, man, we want to thank everybody. Hope everybody had a good Christmas. Yeah, um, sure. good Christmas, man. And and we hope everybody is safe, staying away from that COVID. Uh, it's back with the super Omarion uh, out here, nigga. Yo, it seemed like everybody I talked to got COVID. Or, like, just had COVID. Literally, I just got a text from somebody who's scheduled to come here tomorrow to say I just tested positive for Bro, COVID. it's just, now I feel like they playing with the test results, dog. Or maybe all you niggas just got COVID. That's the other part of it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Everybody got COVID. And, um, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm just still ducking the fade. Hey, <laughs> that's it, man. That's all you could do, bro. Um... Oh, man, before we get into the review, the voice notes, we got a few voice notes, a few questions from listeners. Um, before we drop any of that, uh, how'd you feel about the finale, dog? Man, I thought it was wonderful, man. I thought it was beautiful. That's actually the word. Yeah. Um, um, I thought that shit was beautiful um, on in a bunch of different facets. I just thought it was a beautiful finale. It reminded me emotionally, totally different Shows, plots, experiences, all that, but the emotional uh, depth that I thought this episode went into, it reminded me of the season three Snowfall finale, dog. Like, y'all thought about that. Y'all, y'all changed up the way that y'all filmed it, the direction of it. Like, all y'all made some real big changes in the finale that I think surprised me, but also I thought I brought it all together, dog. I feel about the season as a complete whole, mm-hmm. how people forgot who thought how people 
thought and felt about that season three finale. Oh, Snowfall, yeah, yeah. man. Remember, they like, didn't yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah, oh, they, they hated it. Yeah. A lot of niggas literally told me I hated it until I listened to y'all review and then went back and kind of felt like I seen the beauty in it and, and all of that. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. I thought this finale, uh, for a series finale especially, was it was filmed beautifully, man. Um, the, the script was written with a lot of heart. Uh, it was certain things that I, I saw and then learned about, like, for that final scene with Issa and Molly, um, Yvonne Orji tweeted out that when Prentice Penny was directing that scene, he told her, just thank Yvonne, thank Issa, Ray. Like, don't, he was like, freestyle that. And then that's what she ended up doing. Like, her yeah. last words, you could tell, it's what she said about Issa anytime she says anything about Issa in real life. Man, I tell you what, man. Yeah. As great as this series was, and as great as this season for the series finale was, and as emotional it was for for folks involved, yo, the documentary. Oh man, nah, that was the one that took me out, bro. Like, took me on through there, dog. Nah, I, I that that one took me out, dog. True, because you you could really see, nigga. Even uh, you know how they say I, what I what what came to mind when mm-hmm. watching this and like, yo, why am I getting so emotional with this shit? Yeah. Is you know the saying that energy can't be destroyed, it's just transferred. Yeah. And like that's what acting is. It's tra- yeah, facts. It's, it's transferring energy. You know what I'm saying? And they weren't acting, but when you see emotion in that, like it's it's go it has to go somewhere. Yeah. That energy left that them people went to that camera and then broadcast it right through that screen directly into me. And then you saw it that energy grow over these seasons. Like from, it's funny, they, in that documentary, they referenced the pilot so often. Um, and you know, I'm, you and I are very familiar with the pilot episode and secure. We've seen it. We've reviewed it. We discussed it at nauseum. Um, but seeing some of the shit that was happening in the pilot, the way it was being filmed, the color of it, the, the set, the wardrobe, the cast to see the growth now, yeah. It's crazy, dog. Watching that doc afterwards, um, seeing that like season two, they brought in a um, a, a new uh, or a director of photography, and was yeah, like, yeah. the show was really good. But like y'all missing some cool, dope shit. And Salute that's to that like woman for for her vision with her, as well as Melina Masakis. Yeah, like Masukis. Pardon me. Like the reason that Insecure looks that way. And um, like I, f- sometimes, like I forgot about last season yeah. and how fucking great Issa and Lawrence were together. <sighs> Beautiful. And dog. they referenced that one episode that it was shot. Yeah, we, we spent a lot of time talking about how that episode was shot because it was beautiful. It was scenes in that episode that were literally gorgeous. Dog. And they were talking about they talked about that episode and they wrote that episode proving that them two were soulmates. Mm-hmm. And it had a lot of do lot a lot to do with how it ended. Yeah. Um, so I was we, in yo, some, we gave these niggas an episode saying they soulmates. We can't have Issa not end up with her soulmate. And that's interesting to me because, I mean, I see people <clears> online and everybody has their opinions and things of that nature. I was in the uh, clubhouse room last mm-hmm. week. Uh, one of my uh, friends, she uh, hosts an a Insecure one gotcha. uh, on Tuesdays, which I did not find out about until episode nine. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but I was in the room. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, it was interesting being in that room with everybody and their thoughts and their feelings upon 
I'll just say this. I was the only straight black male in the room. Got you. Um, so it was a frill of women and, uh, and gay black males. Yeah. yeah. Everybody hated Lawrence. Right. And which is wild to me. Though. And I didn't even take it. Like I could have been a complete asshole and be yeah. really, um, adversarial, so to speak, but it's my friend room. So I wanted to be respectful. Yeah. Um, but I'll just, I was just like, do y'all really believe this? Like, we don't even know. Somebody was like, yeah, we don't even know if Issa even liked Daniel. I mean, even like Lawrence. She was kind of repulsed by him in every, in, in all the flashbacks. I'm like, do you, like, I'm, we're like, do you think that's what the writer was trying to get across yeah. to y'all? That we were unsure if Issa really liked. Yeah. Like, like what have y'all been looking at, bro? And how, Dan, I mean, I don't can call this nigga Daniel. Um, how Lawrence was, um. He's so, it's so typical that he always waits to this and this. I'm like, man, I get that y'all have your own personal things that y'all have experienced. And that may be the lens that you look at things through. Mm -hmm. But y'all also acting like y'all not humans. Mm -hmm. Like emotions get the best of people. Things don't come out smooth. I wish he would, he should have handled that better. Have you been in that situation? Possibly the love of your life. This is the very last moment. Yeah. That you may never see her again. Have you been in that moment to say, I will handle this with the most grace and class and I'll have the the exact words that I want to. Yeah. It rarely happens like that in real life. And I just be trying to like humanize the the guy. Yeah, you know yeah, facts. Like, like, what are y'all talking about? And it's also, um, you always see that meme that talks about, uh, uh, you know, when you get in an argument versus to drive home, like, you think about everything you wish you would have said. Like, yo, this shit don't go as planned, dog. Or the thing like, you about to say. Yeah, and, yeah. And you had that conversation, it never comes out that you way. You literally get in that situation, and it's like... Voice get the crack in, nigga. You, your heart. you can't say it how you plan to say it, man. And I think um, even on the... So not the documentary, but the wind down. Yeah, I um, the wind down. They, they said exactly what I said about last week's episode. Issa said it to Prentice. Um, she said, dog, there were, there were moments in this finale and just moments in the series overall where we needed Prentice to come through and say, as a man, here's what I think dog. And, and, and Prentice Penny being not just a man, but you're, you're the only man man among the other two creators. It's you, it's Malika, it's Issa. And when y'all create this show and then it's... And there's a bunch of women in that writer's room. A ton of them. A ton of them. So the the experiences that everybody was writing about for, for Prentice to not just be a man in the room, but to be a man who's a part of the creation of this show. Like, I wasn't just the driver dude that they showed it. Like, no, my opinion on this show, I want Issa's... Vision. Vision. But I, there are certain things that I, I have to lean on my own experiences as a man because a woman just may not know that, dog. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that when we brought that up last week, um, I thought, you know, there might be the one or two people who come in and, and kind of buck at that statement. But a, a lot of women hit me and was like, no, I'm actually kind of glad that y'all brought that because I hadn't even thought, like, yo, this episode was written and directed by this man who gave us these two reactions, these visceral reactions from Lawrence and Nathan. Dog, me and Jay sat on the pod last week and said, yo, I've been both of them, nigga. Like, you know, maybe not to that extent where we got into a scrap at an event and all that, but I've been emotionally in both of their shoes. And 
it was so many callbacks in this um, oh, finale. This finale, man. Did you did you realize that the situation that Nate, uh, Issa, and Lawrence was in was damn near identical to season one? Mm-hmm. With Nate, yep. I mean, with, with Daniel, Daniel Lawrence, Lawrence and, and yeah, yeah. But it was a different. It was a different catalyst. Yeah, like yeah. it was Lawrence on the other end of that shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you were that. What if? Now, obviously, the what if with Lawrence was way bigger than what if with Daniel. Daniel was high school crush that you never went forward with, and it was an itch you needed to scratch. Lawrence was a life she wondered if she still needed to live. And I think that that made a, a big difference in the final result here because even Nathan's response, we're going to get into the episode in a minute, but his response to everything that happened at the party, because that's where we started off, yeah. is the, the drive home. Which and is the last scene that they shot in the whole... I respect it. I respect that. Bring that close. Um, Which is interesting it's, because... To start it... Because all of that emotion from all of those goodbyes is yeah. sitting inside of you. So it's funny. I remembered Princess Penny was doing a great... <clears throat> excuse me. A great job documenting everyone's last day on set. So yeah. I remember Tiffany and Derek being gone. And now looking at how this, the shit was filmed. Oh, y'all were gone before that final episode was filmed. But y'all filmed that first. The final scene being Nathan and Issa driving home after the fight or the little dust up. To your point, yo, y'all got a lot of emotion out of that for that to be the last thing y'all filmed. Because I watched the episode again. Like, they pushed each other, like, twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that it was didn't, it. It didn't blow up to the craziest level it could have blown up to. But I still kind of like, you know, um, looking back at that episode and then coming into the beginning of this one. I liked how Nathan handled himself in this scene, dog. Like, it was, nigga, I can't do this, bro. Like, it ain't good for me. Like, fuck my my mental and all that. This is not me having an episode. This ain't me being angry or upset for no reason. Fam, I can't keep worrying about this nigga in the background. That ain't good for my head, nigga, bipolar or not. Like, I'm not finna do this with you every fucking time we out. Every time we had a mute. This is my first time coming to one of your friend's things. And this what I got to look forward to, dog? Out of Issa control, though. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know that Lawrence was going to come up to me and profess his love. <laughs> she didn't know that. She could have stopped it. Or she could have walked away from it. You might not could have stopped it. She anything. actually did try to walk away. Oh, yeah. That's when he did his little yeah. hop in front of her, dog. But you got you to gotta do something. Like, when I walk up. I need resistance when I walk up. I don't need you engaged. And that's what I feel well, I mean, like. like so when he walked up, like, hey, you got a second to talk? She's like, uh. She never actually said yes. Yeah, yeah, She was like, uh. And then he started talking again. Like, I I, I broke this. I looked at it, like, a bunch of different times uh-huh. to see if, like, yo, where, quote, unquote, Issa went wrong. Yeah. And she just, like, in every moment when she was, she should have said something or was about to say something, something else took place. Yeah. Where I didn't even get a chance to. Yeah. Like, no, nigga, you should have walked away. Well, actually, I did try to walk away. He jumped in front of me. Then he asked me the question, and she's like, what? And then, oh, boy walks up. It was just like one thing. It was, it's written that way. Yeah, facts, facts. (laughs) It's a perfect storm of, I never got that shit out. But I appreciate Nathan for just telling her honestly, like, yo, I've been ignoring a feeling I had about this shit all along. Like, I'm trying to, you ever been in a situation like that where you just kind of know? Yeah. But you 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 try to walk through it, you try to go around it, but you kind of 
you know something really ain't what it is, man, and, and you you trying to go over it, and it just doesn't work. And that situation at the party was all he needed to know. Like, all right, man, this, you're great, and you always been great. We've been great with each other, but this is the one part that makes being around you a little too difficult for me, dog, and I'm going to have to go on head on. And I wasn't mad at it, bro, like – Everybody ain't meant to be together, nigga. Like I said, I think last week I'm like, yo, he out, he's done. Yeah, yeah. Like I he's not, he don't, he's not the, he's he's out of here. Cause I don't need this. Like, hey, I came back, I made all the amends for ghosting you. I I showed you how I really felt. Cause I I've been in that situation too, where you kind of hate the way a situation ended, cause you never got a chance for them to really understand how you you felt for whatever reason, you know. Yeah. And that's what Nathan felt when he ghosted her. Like, the comeback was so strong. The reason he was willing to sit in the friend zone for a year is because, yo, if I get a chance again, I'm going to show her what's good. All right. So we were kind of talking about um, the all the, the callbacks and mm-hmm. the ironics. Ain't it ironic that this whole episode was centered around everybody's birthday? Oh, man, man. And that's what started this whole thing? Man. And then it ended with Lawrence finally – Celebrating Issa's birthday, right? Making plans. No, I, I loved that callback and letting birthdays be like the the and um Nate coming back in Issa's life for the second time yeah. on her birthday. Yeah, facts. <laughs> like facts. Everything has been centered around uh, their birthdays. So Issa actually has something to say about that. I'm glad we brought that up. Um, in the L.A. Times, I was looking at an interview she did, and she said, um, they asked her essentially. Why did you use birthdays as the the device to sort of steer this episode? And she said, um, I was really excited in coming up with that. Just thinking about how we wanted to shift time and obviously thinking about the pilot episode. We were introduced to Issa on her 29th birthday. And this season in particular is about growth. So for me to be able to showcase that through this device or be able to showcase that through this device was exciting to me. In addition to just tapping into my own personal life and my friendships, as we've grown older, our friends from high school and almost the only ones you can guarantee these are be the people that we kick it with on each other's birthday. And there's a sadness surrounding that. It's just like we used to congregate at any moment, any Friday, it was guaranteed. And then you're kind of relegated to, well, I got your birthday girl. You know, I'm going to show up for that. So I was watching Issa and Molly's friendship play out through that and had to kind of, you know, explore this sadness. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. like that. It's a callback to how we were introduced to this character, this show, everybody on here. But it's also a very real thing at, shit, if that was 29, it's five years later. They 33 now. So, or she's 33 now. That's a real thing in your mid-30s, man. Mm-hmm. Like, when you start creeping up. Birthdays is literally the only time I know for sure some of my niggas is popping out. Every other time, it's a crapshoot, nigga. You just don't know, dog. Like, that's the part of adulthood they don't prepare you for. We talked about um, the when Molly's mom first had a stroke mm-hmm. uh, a few episodes back. We talked about them not preparing you for... The, the reality that, yo, you're going to have to console some of your friends through losses of parents, losses of grandparents, siblings, like things spouses. are happening. Spouses, my God, children in some cases, man. Um, you're going to have to be there for your friends in a different way than you've ever known them. 
you're you're gonna see them through some emotions you ain't never seen them through. And in turn, they're gonna have to do the same thing for you. you. That's a fact, man. And it um it becomes, you know, shit. Outside of of losing all these other people, dealing with your own personal health matters. Like we we all know that. So just sort of being at this stage and and seeing the growth, um this whole season has been about growth. We've yeah. seen Molly grow exponentially. We've seen Issa grow exponentially. We've seen Lawrence, every single one every of character, these characters. Every character has shit. It started with Kelly on that first episode thinking, you know, with the whole she died situation. Yo, fam, y'all thought of me as a joke? Listen, I got to change how I'm living, dog. I like this season, dog. Yeah. I know every, we, we got, it got flack. Like every single Every single one of them episodes prepared us for what ultimately ended up happening. Yeah. Like we had to go through um, the Molly and her mom saga um, to even get to the point that Kelly is now working with Molly. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. whole situation where they were fr- like, that has to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the the first episode, she has to have that whole little deaf experience. Yeah. Like, it's so much stuff that happened. Um, and if you just look at it as a single episode, not in context yeah, with yeah. everything else, it's like, eh, it's not giving me what I'm what it, what it's supposed to be yeah, giving, so to speak. Yeah. But like when everything is in context all the way through, I just think that people can watch this shit from one through ten, and I don't think you're gonna look at it the same way that you watched it the first time. Yeah, um, individually, and and we know that 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 comes with a lot, right? Individually, these episodes have literally never cracked thirty minutes, ever. That was that was a big deal with the finale. It was forty one minutes long. Like we have never gone over thirty minutes front to back, credit to credit. So to finally see a fully thought out, it didn't feel like holes were left. Like if this were a season finale and not a series finale. I'd have walked away from it feeling the same way. Like, that was fucking beautiful, dog. What I didn't realize was going on, um, but I found out through the uh, the little doc at the uh-huh. end is, uh, they was writing this shit after episodes. Like, yeah, I don't have all 10 episodes written when we start filming the first nah. one. Like, that's not like a, that's not, I, I don't know why that's how I thought it was. It's but, work in progress every fucking week. Yeah. And like, after an episode is wrapped and edited and everything, we watch it clearly before it comes on television. It's yeah. like, Yo, we might have to change that because Issa wasn't so on. I I got a quote about that right here. She said, "Um, you know, we had different endings in mind as the season progressed, and I became Issa D. You know, it's one thing to write for her, and then to become her. I found myself missing Lawrence, and I found that in a case we were denying Issa her happiness. One of our writers, Laura Cottrell, was just like." With that episode, the one we just mentioned, uh, season four, episode eight, we basically said they're soulmates. And to deny Issa her soulmate is, in a sense, denying her her true happiness. I think they needed that time to grow apart. Lawrence for sure needed time to reconcile his relationship with Condola and to see the blessing that Elijah was in his life so he could grow into his own. And I think separately, as they had done before, they became ready for one another. I think so much of the themes of the last couple of seasons have been that happiness is a choice. And Issa daring to be happy with Lawrence felt fitting to me, but it was a journey and we both went on journeys, man. That's a uh, bar. I'm happy. Uh, we about to go into the, you know I'm saying? The breakdown. Matter yeah, of fact, yeah. We'll listen to these voice notes first. Cause they may 
talk about some stuff we gonna end up talking about. Facts. So this first voice note comes from the homie Shay. Shay, what up? Appreciate you again for that uh that lovely Christmas gift. Hope you and your family had a, a really beautiful holiday, man. If Appreciate y'all don't you. celebrate, because I know your last name, y'all might not celebrate it, man. Uh, you know, whatever you celebrated, I hope y'all had a great holiday break, man. All right, let's see what the homie talk about. Hey, Ann. Hey, Jay. Hey, Rob. Hey, This Week in Culture family. Um, I just wanted to uh, rap about Insecure. Um, this finale was fucking beautiful. Like, no matter how you felt about the season or how you even felt about the outcome, I'm not saying it's what I would have wanted, but at this point, it don't even matter because Issa Rae did her fucking thing over five years. Shout out to her. Shout out to the whole cast and crew. This is just been black excellence extraordinaire and i'm just so happy for her i'm so happy that we got to experience this show pull out the themes that we was able to pull out just have a discussion about just being black and in real life shit happening so i'm just so grateful for insecure i'm grateful for you guys breaking this shit down every week and like i said even if i don't agree you know with what happened or if you didn't agree you know it's provocative shit that gets the timeline going every week but as long as Issa as a creative is happy with her vision and she got that shit out that's all that matters to me for every artist creator as long as you accomplish what you want to accomplish don't worry about what the fuck we talking about because uh we here one week gone the next but as long as you did your thing which I believe Issa did it's all good, and I just want to applaud my good sis again, give her her flowers, and I'm just so excited for what's ahead for her. All right, can't wait to hear you guys discuss, and um, I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Hi, man. Before we uh, respond to that, we got to crack these cans real quick. Y'all already know what it is. When y'all hit that can crack, I mean, your man back. Uh, um, you want to play this one for Curve, or you want to... First, or you want to uh, talk, move? Play, let's talk play. a little bit. In, but yeah, right. yeah. Because um, I got another one, too, so I want to make sure we get anything everybody's saying. Um, you say you just said something uh, in your voice note that me and Jay already – this shit was beautiful. And no matter what you might have felt about the season up to this point, I feel like this finale, it really connected everything that needed to connect. It brought it all home. Um. I don't remember if I read this in the Facebook group or if I just saw this on the internet. So pardon me if I'm not giving somebody credit, but somebody wrote um, something like Insecure is doing a really good job with giving me what I didn't know I needed and not giving me what I want. Like, And they, they went back to episode four, season eight, or I'm sorry, episode eight, season four, when Lawrence and Issa got together on the art walk. And then they went to this finale and it was like both times I said, I don't want them to get back together. I don't want them to get back together. I don't need that. And then when they got back together, it was the most beautiful shit that you've seen on TV. So it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't understand people's um, dislike of people like truly loving each other Yeah. through ups and through downs. Right. Yeah. And when you look at their relationship, uh, when he went through his depressed piece season one, like what else did he do to Issa? And Man. what what else? And and other than Issa cheating season one, what else did Issa do to Lawrence? I was reading uh, a few different things online today, and I realized it's people online who are talking as if 
Lawrence having a baby with Condole. Like, he cheated on Issa right. and had the baby. And I'm like, that's just not how that went. No, They, they, they weren't, like, together. and they Because they like, he got a break baby. Nigga, they was separated no, we were, for years. She had dumped me <laughs> two years ago. Guess what? I never dumped Issa. Yeah. Every time ever. That, every time we weren't together, it's because she didn't want to be with me. Lawrence has always wanted to be with her. Shit, before he found out about Daniel, the conversation was, are you in this? Because I'm in this. I'm in. I know I've been on some bullshit, but I'm getting my life together. I'm committed to this job at Best Buy. I'm really out here trying to find a, a full-time job. It's interesting Nigga. that we have uh, so much compassion for Nate's mental health issues mm. and not the depression that that Lawrence was going through. Now, that, that don't mean that, like, just like I said, Nate, don't get a pass on everything because yeah. you bipolar. You don't get a pass on everything because you were depressed or what have you. But, like, we just not going to acknowledge it at all? And what we not going to do is pretend like that doesn't change a man, dog. Like, there there are... A person. Unspoken. A person, yes. But when I, when I say a man, I speak to that because of the unspoken pressures that exist on men to take care of the house. That ain't unspoken. To, to, to run... Well, it's spoken about. <laughs> but I'm saying the inter... Nobody was saying it to Lawrence... Every single day. Yeah. But as Issa's behavior started changing, you don't think he know why? Because I'm in this bitch on the couch every day, and I can't do nothing to change. I can't help her financially. Can't take her out on her birthday. I'm depressed as fuck. Can't find a job. Nigga, I ain't a man, dog. And it, it feels real. And all that, knowing that you're sitting on a good idea, knowing that I'm smart, knowing that I'm, I clearly I did a chance. I dog. clearly did something right because I ain't worked in X amount of years, but I still pay all the bills. Still got a savings account. So like yeah. I've been using my like so I'm just not like a total bum. Yeah. Right. And it's not that I don't want to work because I want to work. I don't want to go do something else when I got my niggas be like, yo, what's your plan? Plan A is plan A, right? Yeah. What's plan B? Fall back to plan A. Like yeah. some people be yeah. like that and it look great on Twitter and social media, but yeah. like when you see that in application. Well, that's the it's thing. Not, it's not. It's it ain't not always pretty. pretty, dog. It's not a it pretty ain't always thing. pretty. That's exactly what I was about to say. Like, fam, I know what I want to do. This ain't me confused about what I want to do. It's me in need of an opportunity to do it. And until I'm able to do it, it's like that movie. Did you ever see that movie, Acrimony? Tyler Perry movie with uh, no. So in the movie, the long and short of it, Taraji Henson's character is with this dude who has this idea to create like this like everlasting fucking car battery or some shit. He had a great idea, but he couldn't fucking get his model to work. Anytime he ever had a chance to show it to somebody who might invest, it fucked up. It didn't work out, and he kept going back to square one. So the nigga didn't have no money. He ain't work. All he did was focus on his battery. After taking care of this nigga for so long, Taraji finally just broke up with him. She thought he was cheating on her. She was wrong. He got a job opportunity and missed something that they had to do because he had to go to the fucking interview. What you want me to do, nigga? Long story short, his idea finally took off after they broke up. The nigga became like a billionaire. He paid her a whole bunch. The nigga gave her like $4 million, nigga, like here for your fucking trouble. And he bought back her mama house, which she lost because he wasn't helping with no bills. She ended up losing the fucking crib. All that to say, fam, when I'm over here dealing with all this, our relationship can't always be at the forefront. It's not a good thing, but it's fucked up. But, nigga, that's on my mind, too. I got to be a good boyfriend. I got to be a great man, take care of the household, do this, do that. 
it ain't an excuse to be a shitty boyfriend, but it does require get a nigga a little grace. I mean, get a nigga a little grace. At the end of the day, we humans. So. Facts. And what you want from your mate, male, female, or otherwise, like I get it. Like you want what you want and you think that you deserve it. But like, what is the other person going through the reason that they can't provide that? Is it literally because I just don't want to give it to yeah. you? Because that's, that's one thing. It ain't that I'm unmotivated, though. If I'm Lawrence, and that's how, I again, us empathizing with Lawrence wasn't just, oh, he a man, I'm a man. No, nigga, fam, look at what he's dealing with. Issa went two whole seasons trying to figure out her career. Nobody, same people roasting Lawrence five. wasn't on her. I mean, five <laughs> facts, nigga. Because um, season one and two, you hated your fucking job. Season three and four, you finally figured out what you wanted to do, but you weren't making no cheese. You had to hustle up and do all, you were scraping and scrounging. Lift. And in season five, you still don't know which yeah. one. Because I'm you, like. You, you giving a speech saying, I don't know still. Yeah, like, so it's it's very unfair to to pin some of the shit that happened Solely on Lawrence, like he was the reason for, but more importantly, when you break up with somebody, if y'all end up dating or getting back together down the road, don't you want them to have grown? I would hope so. Man. I would hope so. So if both times that we saw Issa and Lawrence get back together, we're seeing them grow and become better people. Nigga, what's the problem? The reason I even run this up was like all the quote unquote bad that each other, they did to each other was season one. Yeah. But you can't, you are, you're your mistakes. You can't grow beyond your mistake. You can't be a better person. Dog. Every other time they they tried to get back together and worked it out or whatever, it didn't end like on bad terms, like mm-hmm. you did me wrong, you did it dirty. It just, life happened. Fam. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't want to see him with them. Like, why don't you want and to here's see a the person thing. happy? I didn't necessarily want to see them together. I didn't think we would. I didn't think that's how the season would end was with them together. And it was, eh. and I was cool with that. Like I was good with, yo, they both better people. Like I honest, that's what I wanted. I thought we was going to go through. I'm just going to be by myself. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm the sucker for love. nigga. Okay. Yeah. I want the story to end. Well, like I don't, and I don't always have to see a fucked up story on television. Yeah. I like when the story ends the like, correct. And good. see, that's, I, I, I knew just about how this season was going. No matter how it ended, whether her and Nathan or Lawrence were together or whether she was by herself, it wasn't going to be a fucked up situation. Like, you could just tell, like, okay, they're leading this to Issa's going to be good no matter what happens. But seeing them together, dog, that felt great, man. Like, that felt really fucking great. And I know it was a little, you know, with the timeline and the birthday jumps and all that, it felt a little choppy. But it was like when we finally got that scene with him, her, and Elijah. Well, they set the timeline up last week when they was in the kitchen. They were talking about the birthdays. So, oh, your birthday is coming up. Mm -hmm. It was your birthday like two months from now. And then this and this and this. So, like that first, through that, it was like two and a half years of time jumps. And then, because it was actually, it was at least two because we saw Molly have two birthdays. So, we know that for a fact. Matter of fact, Two and some change because right. we saw Issa have two birthdays. Two and a half years. Yeah, so we can give it two and a half. It was when you rewatch it, because I ain't going to, the first time I watched it, again, it felt kind of, I wasn't expecting the jumps. And then it was some parts where it said one year later. So it was like, all right, nigga, y'all telling it to me, then y'all making me guess. Upon second watch, it was like, 
Okay, I followed everything, nigga. I get it. I, I see it all. I know where they we told, at. They was like, yo, for your birthday. Yeah. And then we going to go out to Denver yeah. for your birthday. And this, and, and, and they did exactly they did that. Exactly they, what they literally, said. Molly's birthday was coming up next. We going to Tiffany. Here go Kelly's. Here go Issa's. Run them all back. By the time we got to Issa's next birthday, I seen shit was going say, off. Man, this shit was so predictable. Really, nigga? You thought Kelly was going to find a man and, and have a baby? That's what you thought? And she was going to start working on You thought that? Mm-hmm. What season did you get that impression in? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> who the fuck knew? Um, I'm glad that Molly got married. I didn't. I don't know that I saw that that coming. I wasn't like, it's not surprising. So I'm let's like, let's talk about. Matter of fact, let's play this. Play, play note. curve note, and then we're going to get to the final voice note, and then we're going to talk about Molly. This shit up. Well, not wrap it up. But. Yeah, yeah. Get everybody voice notes in. Um, the, the finale, man. Um, I, I did go back and start watching. Uh, all nine to get ready uh, for ten. Um, it does flow well together. Um, the callbacks uh, from season one to season five, starting with the birthday, ending with the birthday. Um, it was poetic, man. Shout out to Issa, um, the real big inspiration. So I'm looking forward to hear. You know, this probably will be one of the greatest pods um, of the pods, just because it's it's so much to untie uh, the Easter eggs, all of that good stuff. Um, And I just want to hear the thoughts about how inspiring the documentary was, how many people Issa put on, um, and how she just stayed true. Um, Again, looking forward to the pod tomorrow. Um, Shout out to y'all. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. Follow This Week in Culture um, on Facebook. Follow This Week in Culture on Instagram, follow this week in culture on Twitter. Shout out Curve, man. Curve, man. Shout out to you. Salute. Um, this will be one of the greatest pods of the pods. Uh yeah. Um, far as your question about the uh the documentary, dog, yeah, man, Issa one of them. Issa Ray is one of them. Um Man. Well, the, one of the things in a doc that got me emotional yeah. is when Yvonne was um Giving her speech, mm-hmm. she was like, "Nigga, I just wanted to take care of you." Mm-hmm. And then you see, said, "I wanted to protect you." And then you see, like the the tears and both going back yeah. and forth. It was like, "I'm getting, I'm, I'm yeah. getting chills right, literally right now." Said, "I wanted to protect you." Said, "I wanted to." I didn't. I'm fulfilled not by Molly the character, but because I got to serve you. Come on, dog. When when you look at when when Prentice spoke because him and molly they last day on the set was the same day mm-hmm. when he spoke first of all you see Issa in the back literally broke down because these two these is people who i ain't know before six years ago and now they're probably two of the closest people in my life like that's that's amazing right there but then when prentice got to talking and he spoke about yo i'm the most experienced motherfucker in this this room like me being the showrunner here it's because I've been in this industry for a long time, but all I wanted to, years. what I took pride in was knowing that I did this and she could still say I was able to tell my story and he didn't get in the way. Man. Like, bro. He, the, thought, he was like, I will always want, thought about what I would have wanted my mentor if, or show yeah, Bro. Uh, come on, the, man. The reverence that they spoke about when they spoke about Issa, man. Um, We've mentioned this time and time again, dog, but this is one of those shows that really did impact the 
black culture, dog. And I, I don't, I, I, I can't even say millennial black culture, Gen Z, our generation, our era. No, my mama watched it. My mama called me at 1042 on the dot last night and said, did you cry? I was like, God damn. <laughs> like, if I did, I wasn't finished yet, dog. This was a really, really fuck. This was like the magnum opus for Issa to be able to just get her flowers, dog. Like, that's really, for me, that's what I want to do this episode. Like, man, it's so interesting watching the Issa glow up, too. Oh, my God. Every From episode season. one to this one, literally to this finale. Feel like a different person, bro, and not just looks. Yeah, I mean, like she, her her confidence when she speaks, the way she interviews, the shit. Go if you um want to read some really good fucking quotes from Issa. Uh, go find her interview with the L.A. Times about the finale. You can it literally got posted like midnight last night. Um, it's beautiful, and the way that she speaks about this show, the way she talks about her career, her character development, it's beautiful, dog. Go read the L.A. Times interview, but. To see the growth, man. Mm, I I can't wait to do an HBO show. Man, man, dog. So you know what's... I got to thinking about a few things. We got one more voice note to get to in a minute, but I got to thinking about a few things watching this, dog. I feel like these HBO shows, these HBO Sunday night shows, the reason they be different is because all... These is life-changing. Like, these are literally moments in time, nigga. And that's... From Entourage to Sopranos to Oz to The Wire to Sex in the City to, to uh, shit, Boardwalk, Empire. Boardwalk Empire to Insecure to uh, what's our shit that's about to come back? Um, with fucking, god damn it, with uh, uh, she go with Spider Man, she in Spider Man, Euphoria, Euphoria, dog. shows like that, like these are like them. The night of another one. These was all HBO Sunday night joints, and every time they come out, whether they one season or whether they five, the impact is always prevalent, dog. Like you gotta be something different to get on HBO on the Sunday night tip, man. And I, I'm, I'm so glad to have been a witness in in Issa's growth. Like I, I, I own two copies of Awkward Back Girl, the book. You know, I've seen never, the show. I never, I never watched the show online. I didn't even realize Thug Yoda was a part of the show. Thug Yoda was on there. Um, Lil Saint, Molly's youngest brother, was on there. A um, couple other people from We Got Y'all were on there. Uh, there's her her boss at We Got Y'all and uh, one of her colleagues. It's an Asian woman. She was on. All of them were on Awkward Black Girl. Like, it was a very, and shit, the kind of the idea behind we got y'all came from awkward black girl as well. So yeah. it's just, it's a, a real, the growth <laughs> is just dope to see. Man. Yo, Lauren's always been a corny nigga and shit, right? From, from forever, literally like, from the game. He wasn't until later. He caught on, he kind of, he did his little glow up, but he's mm-hmm. still the same mm-hmm. corn. They like, they, they, they a good match. Let me tell you how, what how corny that nigga was. We got y'all to... <laughs> I got mine. <laughs> like, Let me tell you how corny Lawrence was. Like, real life Lawrence. That nigga wanted to be Daniel. That's funny. <laughs> like, bro. I saw that shit like that was funny. I said, dog, why were you so hell-bent on... Because he didn't want to be the bum. That nigga said, couch. I auditioned to be Daniel. When What's I got so the call back, I thought I was Daniel. What's so funny is because he, he so didn't want to be uh, Lawrence that he fit Lawrence perfectly. Mm-hmm. He, he was sulking, mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing this shit. Bro, 
Let me tell you the scene I wasn't ever doing, nigga. Issa wasn't ever going to look me in the eye and tell me I was an itch she needed to scratch, nigga. I would not. Daniel would have been over at that moment when I read the script. Like, no, nah, I don't want to be that nigga, bro. And to to um, Jay Ellis's credit, he wasn't supposed to be around this long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's funny. We go all the way back to um, season three where uh, we didn't see Lawrence for the first four episodes. And then episode five, he popped up at the end. Fam, Issa has literally talked about walking away from this character damn near every season, bro. Like, I be wondering, like, so, because she's clearly not writing this while it's on television. Mm-mm. Like, who is, like, maybe they're doing testers or I don't know what it is, but, like, once y'all see this shit on film, maybe it's just them. Yeah. Like, oh, no, we we, we kind of need this thing. Bro, like, and but it's funny because to the point about um where the, the one writer said, Season four, episode eight, we kind of showed that Lawrence and Issa are soulmates. Honestly, for me, it was season two, episode eight, the finale of season two, where they showed that montage of them getting back together after they they had real life apology and just conversation. And then on the way out, the montage begins with Lawrence asking Issa to marry him. And we go through that whole that was the moment for me with the Daniel Caesar playing. nigga. So, So it's hard for me to understand where these people online, everything get this is the idea that I don't want them together. They Man. shouldn't be together. Like outside, every of, time they've been together, it's been great. Outside of like that first season, the first couple episodes, fam. What have you saw that I? Do y'all got fam. the the extended cuts? What have you? What have the, you? What the are chemistry you has at? always been great. Issa's humor, so, and we talked about how this was probably <laughs> intentional. But you remember this motherfucker started singing Louis Armstrong. Bro, no, that was phenomenal, dog. That was phenomenal. What? That was fucking black excellence, dog. Like what? Like that nigga said, "What a wonderful world." And the fact that when you look at when you look at uh, Lauren's face, he just smiled yeah. like this is what this I'm is you. Like this, this is you, is, and this is me. Yeah, it's me. Like it's only so many people that I can be my 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 full undulterated. Yeah. Uh, Conspiracy, nerdy, dad yeah. jokey self wit. You know what I'm saying? And be like, nigga, why? Why are you this way? I'm like, bro, don't tell nobody. <laughs> I think just you you've you've lived with a girlfriend or two before. I'm living with mine now. I think she's learning new shit about me. Like, oh no, this nigga's a goof for real, <laughs> like dog. In, like, like in real life. Like, no, it's something really <laughs> different about this nigga, dog. Like, oh man, it's like when I walk in the crib, nine times out of ten, I'm hitting a whole dance as I walk up the long hallway to our fucking crib, like for nothing. But now she hyping me up on the dance intro because she know, nigga, like it's coming and it's really nothing you could do about it. So just accept it and have fun. I've been wondering what part of black culture impacted me. Mm. Because when I grew up, I was looking at Martin and Gina, mm-hmm. and they had fucking fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In the apartment, nigga, my first apartment had a leather, green leather couch, <laughs> and I couldn't wake the kick niggas out of my house like Martin kicked niggas mm-hmm. out of my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, and just that the the rapport that them two had on camera, on film, and yeah, and how like, come on, man. And it's just it's it's something else again, dog. For me, season two, episode 10, or episode eight, that finale, 
it gave me everything I I didn't know I wanted from East and Lawrence. And then every time I've seen them since, it just reiterates that. But if you ain't feel it back then, that's fine. There's no way in hell you watch season four, episode eight, of them going around the art walk shit together and didn't root for them. And all those time jumps where they were Fam. happy in between. Oh, my God, bro. Like, you didn't not root for that to work, bro. Like, it crushed me when Condola popped up. Fam, it crushed me when Issa, on episode one of this season, said, I can't do this. And then nigga Lauren said, I understand. Bro, I literally stood like, nigga, fight. Fight for her, bro. Two, I mean, those are two big things. Yeah, man. Oh no! I'm moving, and I got a baby. and I got a baby on the way from when we were broken up. Yeah, like I, I don't agree, but I literally understand. <laughs> like, all right, man. I got. Let me let me play this third voice note, um, so we can keep the convo rolling and, and get into this episode. Hi, my name is Nikki, and I never Nikki, what up, though? have submitted a voice note before, but I'm excited to do this the first time, um, especially on the finale of Insecure. I have been an avid listener of the podcast, and of course that will continue, but I just wanted to take this moment to thank both of you for just your amazing insight on this show. Um, The show is good, but honestly, listening to your podcast has made it better, and I specifically want to point out um, your breakdown of season five, episode eight. I mean, after listening to that podcast, I just saw Insecure in a whole new light. And I went back and rewatched it from the beginning and just rewatching it with your insight just totally um, just opened up some new thought paths for me. And so I just want to thank you all for taking the time and uh, rewatching the show over and over again so that you can give meaningful context and inspire inspiring conversation um thank you for your contribution to the show and thank you for your contribution to the culture man that's love hey nikki appreciate you man that's fam right there and um congrats to you i know i ain't talked to you directly but congrats to you newly engaged happy to see that man i hope you had a great holiday um oh man uh let's let's talk a little bit about kind of leaning off her her voice note how this show impacted us, dog. Um, specifically our pod, nigga. This is one of them. It is. It was two. It's the staple. Who our podcast staple? started with two. It was power and insecure. Yeah. That started from Facebook threads that I used to post on my personal page. That grew into our very first podcast about uh, uh Black Panther, and then came back. And insecure and power review were. These were the fucking catalysts, yeah. dog. And I'm not sure how long um, folks who are currently listeners have been listeners, but this pod wasn't a weekly pod. Yeah. We were only going to pod while a show was on. It yeah. wasn't going to be. So if Insecure wasn't on, if there was no show to review, we weren't potting. We wasn't potting at all. Like, our plan was literally to just do it when shit dropped. Yeah. That was it. Like, if it was a show on, we there. If it's a movie that come out, we on it. But because... Uh, of feedback and the conversations that started sparking and having, like I, I'm, I'm a conversationalist. I want to talk, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I want to talk about something rather. I don't want to talk about just random stuff though. I can, yeah. <laughs> uh, Facts. but it, it does, it does something for me to yeah. be able to have these kind of conversations and the conversations that happen Based on my on the podcast, because tomorrow I have a conversation yeah. about 
something or whatnot, man. And honestly, dog, it um for me, not only is it invigorating to have these conversations, but it's also really dope to be able to have them among my peers. And when I say my peers, I'm just not I'm not just talking about demographics. I'm talking about intelligent black people have these discussions with a and non-black people. We know we got some listeners who ain't black and ain't been through half the shit we be discussing, but they just like the pod. So I ain't saying that. I'm definitely not ignoring that. But to have these convos with other men and women that look like me and Jay that think not similarly to me and Jay, but who think on their own. That's what I mean when I say similar. Niggas got their own fucking mind, dog. And and we all have, because, nigga, me and Jay don't agree every time we come to this pod. We don't always think an episode or a movie is dope. Like, but the convos that we can derive, y'all don't see me and this nigga arguing and debating all the fucking time. Yo, I can get my thought. You can get your thought. They could be different and it could be dope. And, and which is why I enjoy the exchange of ideas because you know what? Damn, I ain't really think about it yeah, that way. Yeah. Let me go watch it again. Yeah. All right. I see what you, I, I see what you were saying. To now. the point she, she brought up in a voice note about, you know, Hey, I had to go back and watch episode eight again. And after I watched it with y'all's context, I, I saw it in a different light. Yeah, bro. Which one was eight? Uh, let's see. Last one was the fight. Eight was the girls night. Oh, yeah. girls night. Yeah. 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 Yo, we did kill that episode too. That was phenomenal. Thank you, Nikki, I be for forget because we don't actually use the actual names. Yeah, 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 of, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> which is wild. I started putting uh, like insecure first. Yeah, like, yeah. If you're not already a listener, you are gonna look. You through, might go right by that. You dog. don't know what we talk about. Nah. <laughs> what's funny about. is how long it took me last week to change the title to hearing hoochie screaming <laughs> versus hearing bitches because I didn't want nobody to get the wrong idea. Plus, I felt like hearing Hoochie screaming, y'all should at least know what we was quoting a little bit better. But whatever, dog. Pardon me if last week anybody got offended it's by the title. Years. Hey, it's really probably been about hey, 28. If he can get away with it, <laughs> y'all better let me live, nigga. Um, no, man, but I, I really think that, uh, you know, Insecure, I want to, before we get into that last voice note you just mentioned, I want to go over this question uh, that Shorty asked earlier. She said, um, because it's related to this, she said, the pod started with power and insecure. How have y'all changed since the premiere of Insecure and now at the finale? And does it resemble the changes that we saw in any of our beloved characters from the show? It's a great fucking question, by the way. It is a great Um, question. Since Insecure first started? Since the premiere to the finale, how have we changed? What year was that? 2016. That's right when we started the spot. I'm fairly sure I had a girlfriend at that time. <laughs> like, I'm Life can change a little bit. Yeah, we may have even lived. I mean, my yeah, life, yeah, yeah. we was living together, but I'm fairly sure that was the thing. <laughs> now, life can change a little bit, dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Um, For me, uh, I mean, shit, if we're talking about, you know, pod-related changes, we didn't know what we were doing then, man. Like, again, we still, we had no format. Even, you know, to the the respect that we give Insecure, and you see it because it's the same respect that we gave Lovecraft. It's the same respect we give Snowfall. Keep this in mind when y'all listen to the pod. Yo, if you one of them, we don't line you up with all the other bullshit that we talk about that's going on in the culture. And they go, all, all our other segments and, and just fun shit, we shift that to the to the, the maybe kind of the non-serious the show. Yeah, yeah, like, and it ain't that those are worse shows. It's just that 
No, there's a reverence when we're talking about insecure. And uh, there's also like um, a community of people who who just want to find a mm-hmm. podcast about insecure. About insecure. About fam, how many notes have we gotten? Yo, I was looking y'all pod up. I was looking for a snowfall pod and found y'all shit. That's half the interest that we got in our podcast came from niggas looking for a snowfall pod. Or, Yo, FX, hit us up, please. Snowfall or Lovecraft. Or Lovecraft. Oh, my God. Uh, Yo, this week alone, we got three. One on Twitter, one on Facebook, and one in my DM on the gram about, yo, only one out of the three was from a listener that I knew. The other two were new or, or at least recent. They said, yo, I started listening to y'all shit because I was looking for a Lovecraft pod. Just wanted to let y'all know them episodes right there, y'all niggas took off. Y'all was in a whole nother, like, y'all wasn't potting no more, nigga. Like, that shit was different. All three of them was similar fucking. And I was like, yeah, that's the bag that we like to get in, dog. And it's only certain shows that we can get into on that. It's based on the content. I mean, is, is the show cultural? Because as much as we like power, that shit ain't for the culture. Come on, This shit man. is anti-cultural, on, if you, if you want to be honest. <laughs> man. Um, but... How you ain't for the culture selling crack? Like, damn, dog. Because if you selling crack, you really not for the culture. Well, that's a fact. And you know the nigga shifted to pills. You ain't but even somehow, s- Snowfall is. I don't know. Hey, but no, what's <laughs> fucked up? Power was for a minute. Because yeah. we were seeing this successful yeah, black like, man. Power was like real. Yeah. Season <laughs> Seasons two, one and two. Yeah. And then season three, it jumped to shark. And season four, it just took off from there. And now he didn't look back. But So I, I come to a conclusion yesterday. Okay. Yesterday was the day after Christmas, mm-hmm. and Issa did her season finale. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly sure it did numbers. Mm-hmm. My whole timeline was talking about it, more so than any regular Sunday night. Yeah. I think Power was ducking the fade. Oh, I 100% think that. I don't think that was it, it's because it was the, the Christmas and New Year's shit. Like, he was ducking the fade. We've been watching Power, if we go back to season one in 2014, for seven years. We have watched all the powers, all the versions, all the books, whatever. Every season, power takes one week off. Yep. They never take two. New Year's Eve was the week off y'all was taking. That's fine. I get it. Hey, niggas might not be... Fu- New Year's Eve, Saturday, niggas might be hungover Sunday. You, give them a week off. That'll be it. Season five, we didn't air it. Or I'm sorry, episode five, we didn't air it. Well, that insecure. That finale... The week prior, Christmas? No, it's no way we competing with that. So y'all did this whole thing with 50 Cent and them double episodes and wanting it to 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 just to take two weeks off? Nah, nah, y'all ain't do all that. No, y'all, y'all was ducking the y'all fade. Y'all had to duck the fade. Because Tariq, you wasn't, you wasn't holding up against it. Sorry. Sorry, bro. Sorry. Them numbers would have been. All them records and all that, them, all the premiere and it. Yeah, nigga, that yeah, wouldn't have held up this week. That's the premiere on y'all app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, ain't, that ain't across cable. Now, I like Stars because Stars has good. Fuck with Stars. You're not fucking with HBO, my nigga. Right now, y'all not fucking with Showtime. Right. It's y'all. Y'all got some levels to come up. Yo, did you watch uh, uh, Paramount Plus? Uh, oh, Mayor of Kingston. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna get. Yeah, when we get over to that Ooh. that that other pod that we got to record tonight, my nigga. Yo, my last nigga. night. So here's the thing. I didn't know until last week, episode seven. And it came on on Sundays because when I watched it, it was six available. Yeah, me too. By the time I got to seven, I was I ain't know I was catching up. Yeah, to like current, fam. That was the longest week. I ain't felt like this since Your Honor, bro. 
Uh, like that, they got, they got renewed for a season two, by the yeah, way. Y- yes, and I, hey, hey, um, but Anyhow. all that to say, man, uh, shit was phenomenal, dog. Like to, to to answer her question, yeah, though, uh, I've changed a lot. Yeah, um, I've grown a lot, um, and I and I've also still made some mistakes. Shit, and I I think that's another reason that um you know we'll we'll take up for. Lawrence any day of the week because yo this was a character that the way that women can see themselves in Molly and Issa and all it's a lot of men who saw themselves in Lawrence nigga not you know necessarily on on the I had a baby or it wasn't always literal but it was yo I've been in similar situations I've been down before I made some mistakes before um banker right bank bank yeah bank. facts she was like, nigga, you a fuck nigga, think you a good guy. Yeah. They went crazy with the quote. Oh, my God. They they still quote it to yeah. this day. And that's that's why she shouldn't be wheezy because he's just a fuck. Like, is, like is, is that what happened? Or I'm a good guy who got did dirty during a very fucked up situation, and I tried to be somebody I wasn't. I, this is a rebound. Fam. Sometimes you don't know that you a rebound. Hey, sometimes you do know you a rebound. And guess what? She knew. I'm talking about, like, you don't know that you Dennis Rodman right now. Yeah. You didn't know. Yeah. You were just acting. I thought this was normal. And yo, Lawrence did play. I'll, I'll never forget that episode um, where she told him that shit. That was after he went to her family barbecue, little reunion, and then he snuck off and went to the work event and he started kicking it with a partner and buying drinks and never went back. Fam, that's dumb as fuck. But it's a mistake that a nigga who wasn't really looking for nothing serious might make. I think he got scared too because it seemed like damn, I'm I'm damn near relate. I'm at the well, family reunion. Yo, I told her and Chad cuz again, shout out to Chad for being really a fucking he was that voice for Lawrence every time. In the in the in the when I was in the room on on Clubhouse, Chad was was always give horrible advice. He's toxic. Damn. He's this, he's that. But when he told Lawrence directly, yo, you fucking with Bank Bay, and I like how you do it. You only go over there on Friday, and you creep out, and you be done. You don't fuck with her on a Thursday, nigga. And then, so what did Lawrence do? Felt guilty and went out with her on a Thursday. Nigga Chad told him, you don't even take her out. What did Lawrence do? Went out to go get sushi, took her on a date. Because in his heart of hearts, he's not trying to be a bad guy. Yeah, and so when my nigga is telling me that's what I'm being, I got to prove him wrong. But what do that do? You being something you not. Nigga, you wasn't never into her like that. But now you're trying to prove you are, you're going to fuck that up every time. Dog. So I'm never going to look at Lawrence like a villain because, yo, nigga, I've been Lawrence. And, and, and to the to the question that Shorty asked, how have we grown? Again, I think, shit, we all could see ourselves in a character or two on this show. But does it resemble any of the characters on the show? I definitely could see the growth being a good dude who maybe ain't always understanding what he doing, man. Like that's, that's the, the thing, fact. yo. Nobody ever taught you guilty as charged how to be a good nigga, man. Like sometimes you gotta do some shit that somebody tells you didn't feel good to them to understand, yo. I need to do better at that, man. That's like, why or how sometimes you get better after a breakup because mm-hmm. you understand what what your actions exactly did, man. Man, or you how you made somebody feel like that closure conversation is like it don't got to come like directly after. But yeah, like, fam, Lawrence literally got cheated on and became the bad guy because he was down for a couple years. 
held shit down still. Hey, wasn't no bills not paid, but you know what? I ain't the funnest nigga to be around right now. I'm in my head. I don't feel like a man. I ain't got no money coming in. I'm working at Best Buy, and I'm a fucking tech guru, nigga. Like, what? Look, look. This is, uh, this came across my timeline today. Um, this was a classic insecure scene. Oh, I see. I know exactly where you at. Ooh, jab. What? You couldn't wait to parade whoever the fuck in front of me and my friends. No, jab. I'm not parading anybody. And then on some fuck shit, you block me. Another jab. Okay, yeah, I blocked you because I was tired of seeing pictures of the nigga you fucked while we were together. Big right hand. I didn't post pictures. I don't give a fuck who posted the pictures. Jab. You still fucking that nigga? Why do you even fight? Oh, so you still fucking him? Big right hand. Who else did you fuck while we were together? Left hook. I don't know what the fuck you was out here doing. Apparently. Oh, what I'm doing? Yeah. What about what you're doing? Fucking me while you're with some bitch. Okay, uppercut. It really nigga hurt. Fuck, cause being some fake ass music producers jump off. Okay, jab. You know, I bet that nigga's a real <laughs> fucking gentleman. Oh, left hook. She's so done. Oh, uppercut. Speaking of, what's up with that? Cause I ain't getting no woo-woo, so my phone. Right hook. Oh, below the belt. Not as much time as you spent being a fucking hoe. Oh, right, cross. <laughs> She's stunned. <Hey>. She's stunned. <laughs> She's stunned. Um, that was tense. Yeah, but the difference is <clears throat> on some callback shit. Uh, we're gonna get to it when we do the breakdown. Her and Nate had a chance to debrief. Mm-hmm. Nate said, "I said some things that I shouldn't have said." And you like you made some points. I was hurt, man. You don't think Nate was? I mean, uh, Lawrence was hurt during this. They were both hurt, yeah, and, and and deflected, right? And we had never seen his hurt till that moment, and it came out. And guess what, yo? When you hurt, sometimes the way that shit come out the first time, it ain't how you meant it. Yeah, it's that immediate emotion, dog. That that immediate emotion ain't always controlled. It's not always. Well thought out. It's not always succinct. Like, yo, sometimes you come out and you say, yo, nigga, you've been out here being a hoe. When you really want to say something else, nigga. What's interesting is the writers talked about in the documentary how they wanted to make Issa flawed and not perfect and Mm -hmm. make bad decisions. And it's interesting that the writers specifically wrote in bad decisions that she was making, Mm -hmm. but you niggas was online. Like supporting it, supporting and, it, and, and saying it wasn't a bad decision. Yeah, like when no, nigga, I, I know it was a bad decision. I wrote it that way. I also, <laughs> I see y'all, I see y'all out here talking about how much y'all love Molly's growth. I saw y'all last season saying Molly was the worst bitch, and y'all would have beat Molly ass if she did this at y'all event, and y'all da da da. Now I'm seeing the same motherfuckers. Literally one person who I wish I would have screenshot because I remember her post. Today, she on the internet. She like, what she say on Facebook? At Insecure, thank you so much for showing me Molly's growth. I felt like I was looking at myself. It was a whole fucking... And I'm like, dog, last year she hated Molly. Like, I remember it, bro. But shout out to Insecure and Issa um, for giving black characters that people see themselves in. Man. Because it's not a bunch of those. Yo, shout out to making characters that we saw ourselves in. But then making those characters layered, layered enough that, yo, 
one day I might see myself fully in this character right here. The next day I might see myself in somebody totally different, dog. Nigga, I never in my life thought I would relate to Torian till he ate that edible, nigga. And it was like, <laughs> yo, nigga, I've, I, I've been you. I know 1,000% what you're dealing with right now. I ain't said at the top of the pod, but I was on a halfie when I came up here, nigga. Um, just to see the the beauty of the different characters on this show and seeing everybody grow in their own unique way, right? Kelly going from being the silly friend to being the confidant and the one handling the business, and it, which she really always was, but it was masked by the other shit. Remember she showed uh, Issa 450 credit score? Man, showed her, hey, nigga, why you can't get approved for shit. Why, why, why but Lawrence was, was the bum. When Lawrence was the bum, still using his savings to pay everything yeah. else, you had a 450 credit yeah. score. Lawrence went and got a crib real quick. He was off to Chad couch in a few weeks. Hey, this nigga Lawrence ball. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Nah. Come on now. Nah. If he could afford to stay in San Francisco, but now he in this in LA. Like. Man, that nigga was on a date in San Francisco. You know how much money that nigga gotta have to be on a date in San Fran, nigga? Ten billion, dog. Y'all not fucking with Lawrence right now, man. Hey, Lawrence go. Lord's gonna keep it cold too. Bro. Oh like, my god, yo! The <laughs> one that took him out for his birthday, I was like, "You just left her?" Oh, like, no, let me stop. No, yo. no, no. We all right? No use. <laughs> yeah, Lord's gonna keep a cold one. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh man, look, look at Weezy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to send this nigga this shit right now. No, that dog. is 100. Send that shit to me too. Yo. I'm gonna send it to him too. <laughs> That's dude off that show, uh, Grand Crew or whatever, the joint with uh, Gary Morris we yeah, was talking yeah, yeah. about. I, I looked at the first two episodes and was like, dog, if that ain't Weezy, I don't know who is, bro. Um, Yo, man, Insecure, before we get into the breakdown of the episode, because y'all already seen it, y'all know what we about to talk about. We're going to get into all that, but I really just oh, want to. Oh, shit, I'm mad. Uh, oh, uh, we got one more voice now. You're right, you're yeah, right. Holler sent in a note. Hollis, what up, though? Still not. Good fun. morning, guys. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Hope all is well. I'm sorry that finale episode man. was mid to me. Like, first oh of all, Nathan's beer is not that full for you to be crying over him in the morning over vodka. Like, where's the prosecco at? And then when Molly found out her mom died, I would have liked to see her cry a little bit longer. I feel like they. The camera just, you know, went to the next thing uh, a little too quick. Um, I'm real happy for Molly, though. She, um, you know, to get married in the pictures of the mom, like, that made me kind of teary-eyed. I was like, aww. Um, I low-key never wanted her to get back with Lawrence, just for the drama of it all, really. Um, that uh, great value version of Daniel that she had at the dinner table, she could have ended off with him. It did give me, like, sort of Sex in the City vibes. With that, um, you know, they can come back with a movie because Carrie. Oh, man. Hey, they cut me off after a minute. That's ghetto. <laughs> Anchor, what y'all doing? Okay, yeah. So I do feel like they kind of did like Sex in the City where she, you know, she ended up with Big. She ended up with Lauren. So if they ever want to do a movie, maybe they can bring it back and he can die, you know, I don't know, Jesus jogging Christ. or something. But Not yeah, something. It, it was mid um, to me. Episode nine was really, truly the best. Everything about that episode. Not one thing I did not like about it. But, um, yeah, I'm sad to see the show go. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. And, um, yeah, that's just uh, my two cents. 
Alrighty. Bye. You know, Hollins, we love you. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. But I'm glad we played this episode, this, this note last. <laughs> <laughs> I had to start with love. <laughs> so we can end it with that shit. God he damn. said, I wanted to see her cry more. <laughs> she said, no, maybe Lawrence could come back and die jogging or something. I don't know. Wow. Yo, but hold up. Her saying that shit reminded her of Sex in the City. Now let me get on y'all for a minute, you ladies. Y'all wanted Carrie to get with Big after all the shit they went through on Sex in the City. Y'all wanted the white man to get the girl at the end. Y'all calling a white man Big? Come on, nah. But this only black king I'm, over here. The only white man I'm referring to as Big is Tom Hanks. Nigga, facts. <laughs> facts. <laughs> doom, 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 I mean, doom, y'all ain't never stood doom, on a piano doom, key. Doom, Come on, doom, dog. Doom, y'all never went to the toy store in New York and did that. I did. Y'all ain't doing it in Vegas either. Look. That nigga Lawrence was better than fucking Big on Sex in the City. And y'all rooted for Big White Ass, but you hate it. And now, now the nigga that played Big got four fucking women accusing him of sexual assault. Bet it don't happen to Lawrence, nigga. Yo, Lawrence a great Lawrence was a great guy on TV. It's a, it's a black king, man. He became a better boyfriend, father, earner. Earner. Everything. Watch that black boy fly. Come on, nah. Black Come on, man. boy joy. That's black. Lawrence is Lawrence and Derek and them is black boy joy too, man. What's so? What's actually is underrated? It's how great the black men on this show were. Actually. Facts. Everybody was gainfully employed, cared about their mental health, tried to be good men to their women. Even Chad, who was a, a an abuser of, or a, I don't want to <laughs> say abuser, but. Yeah. A serial cheater and everything. When yeah. he fucked up, niggas, I'm going to get my Got fucking wife back. And and told Lawrence, nigga, you saw the shit I had to do for halfway sucking on a titty or a halfway titty fucking or whatever he <laughs> said. But Chad being a, a wild nigga, shit, Daniel was a good dude. Daniel gave Daniel probably cared more about Lawrence than Nathan or than about Eason and Nathan. Like that nigga, Darren's, Daniel was there every time she needed something and she hold that nigga every time he tried to get romantic. She is the villain in that nigga's story. Fam. Fam. 1,000%, bro. She is the uh, as good as person that she is. Yeah. She is the reason that he don't fuck with bitches no more. Oh, my God. No, Daniel's walking around literally like, fuck bitches, get money. Nigga. Yes. And it's because of Issa. And he's going to drop an album. Facts. And <laughs> it's coming. And it's produced by Ty Dallas. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk about the episode real quick, man. Just to, you know, get through some of the details. Thank you to everybody who sent in a voice note or, or a thought. Oh, before we do that, we did get one more question, dog. Um, shout out to the homie French. She said in the Facebook group, overall, I think Insecure was an amazing series. And my favorite thing about it was that it was written by us for us. You can tell the showrunners didn't give a fuck about the white gaze. They made zero effort to make it palatable, relatable, or even understandable to anyone other than black folks. If, if you know, you know, was a show, it would be Insecure. I'll be honest. I was surprised to see that many white people in the writing room. Shocked, <laughs> was, my nigga. I was legitimately shocked. No. Um, You either get the culture or you don't, but they ain't explained shit. Question for the pod. Is it safe to say Insecure may be the blackest show of all time? It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. Um, The reason I'm not going to say it's the blackest, because you got to think about the times we in. Nigga, the Jeffersons was black as fuck. Nigga, good times. Good times was black as fuck. It can't get my nigga. Any they blacker. were in Cabrini Green. It can't get any blacker than them. in the mid fucking sixties and seventies. Like, think dog. about it. Come on, how bro. black? It can't get any blacker than the, than JJ and them. Yeah. Um, Mama, fi- 
fighting with Michael over a white Jesus. Come on, dog. Like, she was mad. Come on, dog. Shit, Michael was mad. Every goddamn time. Michael had a whole episode about his nose being white, nigga. Um, Fucking JJ. Nigga, this is how Black Good Times was. The dad got killed off because he ain't want to keep doing no nigger shit. Like, come on, dog. Yo, Fred Sanford. Sanford and Son was black black as as fuck. fuck. Martin was black as fuck. Martin might low key be the blackest show of all time, nigga. nigga we got we brung B.I.G. Because you want to talk got, about unapologetically black. Martin was on Martin Fox. was in whiteface. <laughs> he was literally on Fox with it though. That nigga was in the white. whitest station, nigga. On Fox in whiteface. In whiteface, being fucking Bob from marketing, nigga. nigga Y'all know the vibes. That nigga beat up Michael Jackson. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. He had Jodeci well, on there. Michael Jackson kind of got the best of him. No, Michael Jackson ended up stomping him out at the end, though. <laughs> yeah. He ended up, he got that little left. Yeah. <laughs> fam. You ain't so bad. Fam. You ain't so bad without your boys. <laughs> dog, um, Insecure is up there. Uh, it's I up wish, there, Steve. Yeah. It's up there, Steve. I wish I would have read a fucking, like, would have read that question earlier. I screenshot it, but I ain't read it. It's the blackest show of our generation. Of this current, of this I, current time. So I think, again, with the shows we just named, the times Because them was matter. all 50, 40 yeah, years Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, as black as Martin was, black as Sanford and Son was, Shit, some of these niggas today. Like 50 years ago. Yeah. The 70s? Some niggas might not know that shit today. Most of these motherfuckers might but they know Insecure, though. Um, so for it to come in and make the impact that it did. Yo, crazy. that's 50 fucking years ago, my nigga. Facts. Name. Facts. Nigga, we almost 40. Sheesh. We right there. We 10 years off Sanford and Son, nigga. That's crazy. That's wild, nigga. Um, I, and, you know, while we talking about black shows, uh, shit, Blackish is up there. But Blackish is made for white people. It is made for white, white people. Consumption. White consumption. White consumers are definitely the target. It's ABC. Um, but it's still a black-ass show, though. Like, But to that point. Like that's made, we didn't make it palatable. So I forget who said this, but they was like, "Yo, blackish is is gentrified. <laughs> it's like gentrified blackness. Like we want white people. It's like ex- white explaining to white people what our culture is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Issa insecure. It just it just feels like I'm not really trying to explain this shit to you. No, y'all. it's here's our culture. Yeah, and you either to you to that point if. If you know, you know was a show. Yeah. It would be insecure because here's our culture, and I'm not explaining it. Nigga it's just did, what it is. Nigga then turned the dunes into the Hollywood song. Fam, that that Shout is crazy. To, seen somebody uh, post the dunes earlier today. Yeah, um, I seen a few homies posted actually. Uh, I seen who you talking about. Um, one of my friends down in Atlanta posts. Everybody I know who done been to L.A. for an extended period of time recently then posted a picture of the dunes. Like, yo. It's Dunes, Nipsey. Uh, Maybe throw a Kobe mural in there. And that's pretty much it. That's what let us know you was in L.A. <laughs> like, um, Insecure has just done such a phenomenal job of uh, why why Weezy don't think he look like dog. Nigga. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Um, Insecure has done a phenomenal job of making like a timestamp like from 2016 to 2021 you remember where you were at what you was going through what relationships you were in during that insecure period dog like these five seasons have felt like moments in time nigga every year like rare is there a show that I we was, wait on every year i was 100 in a relationship living with 2016 yeah, yeah because 
when when I moved into my crib on Six Mile, my brother was over there, and that's when Nathan first popped up. Mm. And he started watching that episode. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and I had literally just moved in. So yeah, so like yeah, nigga. When uh, when I think back, you know, to to 2016 when this shit started. 2016 is one of the worst years of my life, um, personally. I, I dealt with a lot of uh, a lot of battles that year, one of which was depression. Most of it related to lack of work. Um, went through a really bad year in 2015, like the end of 2015 was, was rough, and it started off 2016 in a bad space, and then the year just sort of like, Kept fucking getting worse, it felt like. Uh, so the year my sister died was 2016. A lot of things happened to me personally. And then when Insecure came out, again, me relating to Lawrence, nigga, fam, I was him at the moment. Like, nigga, that's me. I was literally on the couch looking for a job every night at the moment. Shit, I was Issa too. My credit score was 474. I, I was there, Finkel. nigga. Finkel is Einhorn. Finkel is Einhorn. So it's like to, to, to sit there and see a motherfucker like me going through like this is normal everyday shit, but it affects you over time, dog. I moved back to Detroit a year and a half prior to that. And now I'm, I moved back to help take care of my parents, and now I can't barely take care of myself, dog. It's a it's a difference, dog. So the way niggas looked at Lawrence, I didn't just empathize with him, dog, but I, I was him. So when we seen Lawrence, I think that's why dudes get so defensive of Lawrence and his character when people get to calling him a bum and all that shit. Because, nigga, don't tell me you ain't never been through some shit like this, dog. And you ain't never had the expectation to. Fam. you can be taken care of. Man, man. We a don't man, have that luxury, a, dog. Ain't nobody taking care of no grown man. Nah. The nah. grown man can't live back with mom. No. It looks daughter, bad. The daughter can. Yeah. Fam, I just read a thing the other day about a... It was something on Yahoo News about a girl who, at 35, moved back home to pay off all her debt. In hopes of being debt free before she's forty. Yo, you moving back in your parents' crib right now? You and pops chilling nah. to pay off debt before forty, nigga. You got a few months, nigga. Get back, save on that mortgage, nigga. Dudes don't have a luxury talk. We just don't, man. Um, and Lawrence was not only in that position, like to where yo, I don't have a luxury to move back. Fam, I'm taking care of my girl, dog. I'm trying to be the man in this household, yo. We still lived in a two-income household. Now had no income. That's crazy. Woo! Come on, dog. So and she don't got much income. She don't have much, and I don't have any. My savings is being drained daily. Fortunately, I got them. But damn, I ain't thinking we get this bad. So 2016, the growth from then to now, man. I, the growth I, of them two, man. Man, from living on. in the dunes to Come living on. in uh, Baldwin Hills. Come on, dog. Literally. Literally. Um, also a callback on the on the show. Nigga, the, the final scene in season one, episode seven, when they went to that We Got Y'all event where Lawrence came and she told that nigga Daniel, you was an itch I needed to scratch. We was at this house in Baldwin Hills. And all the students from We Got Y'all was saying, yo, I ain't even know black folks had these type neighborhoods. Like, I want to grow up and live here. Look where Lawrence and Issa ended up. Golly, boy. Baldwin Hills. That callback shit is a motherfucker, man. All right, bro. Let's talk about the episode, man. Let's break this shit down real quick. So, as I mentioned earlier, we started at the end of the night from last week, right? Um, 
Nathan bringing Issa back to her crib, and he pulled up, and he was dropping her off. He ain't put the car in park. <laughs> he pulled up and put that foot on the brake to let her out. And uh, she said, you don't want to go upstairs and talk? He said, I ain't got nothing to say. But then he went on to say, and this kind of, you could see her face shift a little bit. That nigga said, I was wrong. This relationship ain't good for me. Nigga said, what just happened tonight was embarrassing, dog. Like, I think she expected a different reaction from him. She expected anger. Motherfucker, I'm not crazy. I just know what ain't good for me, dog. Well, nigga, I was embarrassed too. Hey, you walked up on the situation. You could have sit back and, you know, and then came to me yeah. like, whatever, like. Hey, my nigga, those is my friends. <laughs> like, embarrassing you, as that might have been for you, nigga, you I got to deal with them tomorrow. You a stranger. They'll see you to, uh, one time again and never know that. Hey, fam, you. I got to explain you. I got to explain what you did and why you did it. And they all know Lawrence. Yeah. They're Lawrence friends. Hey, fam, I got to reassure to them that this nigga who ghosted me before because he's bipolar didn't just go crazy at your party. Like, I have to reassure them that this wasn't one of them type of moments. Dog. And, and I have to find my, you know, my landing pad with my friends again because you just kind of broke up the whole event, dog, after a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day, dog. So... Nathan's energy, though, in this scene was real. I felt that nigga, dog. I, I appreciated what he was on, bro. He was very matter-of-fact and sure of what he wanted and what he didn't want, man. He went, um, y'all, I've been ignoring this feeling that I've had all along, and I ain't with this messy shit. This messy shit ain't for me. Fact of the matter is, whether you like Nathan, whether you like Lawrence, whatever the case, <laughs> shit was messy, dog. Just by nature, yo. It's a lot of ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend shit happening. So, um, life is messy. Everybody was, I've seen a lot of people online like, I just don't like how he did that. That was just so messy. Who the fuck told you life is supposed to be clean cut all the time? Man. Like, everything happens in the perfect divine order mm-hmm. every single time. So that's not how real life happens. Mm-hmm. Life can be messy. Your house messy. Fam. And guess what you do every day? You clean that shit the fuck up. Like, just because it's not the best case scenario, that mean we can't have it? Yeah. Now, if it don't work, it don't work. But, like, the whole idea, no, that was just messy. You can't, nigga, you got to move on. Uh, it didn't work out. So just, just take the L and move. Nigga, I love this person. Fam. Remember the whole saying, there's, there's <laughs> all sphere love and war? Like, you mean to tell me if this the love of my life and the only thing stopping me from from getting her is having a, a argument with a nigga yeah. and I'm not going to have the argument? And here's the thing, dog. To the point you made last week on the pod, yo, fam, this might be the last time I have to say this to her. Like, I know this ain't necessarily the best place. I know it might not be the best time, but there might not be another time for me to say this to her. So I'm going to say it. And it might not look good. It might not sound good. Hey, I might even get into it with her date, her dude. I don't care about none of that. Right now, all I care about, to the point that, yo, when Nathan walked up and said, what the fuck is going on? That nigga Lawrence literally was trying to just get back to the convo. Nigga, like, no, no, no. She wasn't just walking to take the trash out. Nigga, we were talking. Yeah. And, And the shit that I was talking about to her, it might be uncomfortable for you, but nigga, I needed to get that off. 
So now, had the barbecue conversation never happened, I don't think this 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 scene happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched that barbecue scene again and it was um uh cuz I think last week I said it was like uh Nate who kind of egged it on, but it really wasn't. I Nick. watched it again. It was 100% Lawrence, uh, Lawrence, because he was feeling insecure and mm-hmm. you know, he wanted to use a double entendre and all that. Because when it, when Nate made his little, and granted, hey, Nate, maybe you just really fucking love Houston barbecue too, and you wanted to be defending of it. I don't know, but when Nate read that shit off or said his little statement, Lawrence's initial response, and then when Dro jumped in, it was fine. It was in response to what Nate said. It was a period, though, and they back and forth where the shit ended. And then Lawrence was like, nah. yeah, but no, nah, you still need to. And nigga, fuck Houston. Fuck Paul Wall. Fuck you. Fuck Slim Thug. Nigga, and it was like, wait, wait. How do we get here? Nigga, you trying to keep it going. And it was kind of over. Like, yo, this shit is really tense for barbecue. It, yo, <laughs> Torian killed that little scene right there. No, that nigga said, why did it get so tense? <laughs> like, like, did y'all want me to order the Postmates or no? Nah, because it says it get here in 25 minutes. So. But this scene with Issa and Nate at the beginning, you could feel his exhaustion coming out of him. <laughs> Nick, it was like, yo, go figure it out with that nigga. Like, I'm not even mad at you. I'm mad that I just fucking had this beat. But figure shit out. Believe me out of it, dog, because I can't do this whole. But I don't get why he exhausted. Because I didn't leave you for him. We broke up because you ghosted me. And then months later, me and him got back together. It ain't like I left him for you. Like See, it's I, never. I think the exhaustion. It ain't necessarily with what happened. It's again that that thing that he been ignoring for so long, nigga. Yo, in my mind, Lawrence has always been an issue. Cause I don't know if I'm ever living up to the standard that you had set for this long term boyfriend that you had. Even when I'm making statements like I don't know about the niggas you lived with before, and then you do the hesitant. <laughs> I I instantly go to Lawrence with that. So the exhaustion is, nigga, I've been dealing with this shit the whole time. Me and you really was getting to know each other. And, you know, in the back of my head, it was bothering me. And now that it actually did blow up, I can't do this, man. That's your own insecurity. Oh, fact. It's insecure. Hey, I'm big. I'm big shoes to fill. I'm sorry. Yeah, hey. And and I had an ex who told me her current boyfriend, I hadn't hated me. Yeah. Never met the nigga. Never crossed paths because she used to talk about me. Yeah. And her family was talking about me like, a nigga like, why you got niggas hating me? We don't even talk. Like, man, we, we not like that, man. Um, But then what really threw this scene, this is when I knew this episode was going to be fired. As soon as she got out the car, because Nate told her, like, I'm done. I, I can't do this. She got out the whip, went in the apartment, and as soon as she walked in and sat her shit down, phone vibrated. It's Lawrence. I'm really sorry about tonight. That's not how I wanted things to go. Nigga. And in an instant, Nate, you don't even exist no more, nigga. <laughs> now I'm reading this text, and I'm going to be thinking about this for the rest of the night, dog. Like, I'm off that breakup shit, nigga. I need to figure out what's going on with Lawrence, nigga. And that's kind of, again, man, I that's the unspoken thing that Nate knew. Like, Well, she didn't respond. Yeah, she didn't respond. To, but everybody, all that shit is in the air, nigga. This is Benny Siegel voice, like... She ain't reply to Lawrence. Why you think she, that is? You ain't say shit to him. Uh, because you just made me get dumped. And right now, <laughs> right now ain't the time that I want to unpack this shit. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I just got dumped because of you. 
Next day, Molly and someone pulled else up. Hurt. Yeah, facts, facts. Next day, Molly pulled up, brought some drinks, whatever. Came over to cheer her friend up, and just to like you know let her know, hey man, one day we're gonna laugh at all this shit. Like it's not you know it, it's a big deal now, but today is a new day, man. Like you broke up with Nate, you don't got Lawrence. I get it. Let's keep fucking life. Keep going on, dog. And I feel like Molly being the person to show up, not the whole crew, but just Molly. Fam, Molly's the embodiment of life goes on, nigga. You get another fucking day to do this shit. Dog. Well, she at this point, it was like I'm sure y'all get over this shit. Like, yeah, I mean, it was it was last night, so yeah. it's, it's new. Let's give us some time, nigga. I'm here. I got drinks. Let's just go through it, dog. Drinks and food. Um. Then Issa went to the bathroom. She looked in the mirror and she kind of gave us the episode. She said, "Hey, mirror, I just want to fast forward to the part of my life where everything is okay." Which was the name of the episode, man. Um, and that's when it happened, man. So, what was the name of the episode, though? What was it? Everything's going to be okay? Yeah, but it was everything is going to be. Okay. Comma. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because everything is going to be. Okay. It's going to be what it is. It don't got to be nice. It don't got to be pretty. That's a fact. But everything will be what it is. Okay? Yeah. And that was, yeah. I like to, I, when I look at that title... Because how everything was like okay was like the affirmation yeah. the whole season, right? It was yeah. we this okay, we this okay. Everything will be okay. okay. Like, fam, whether you end up with this nigga or that nigga, whether you take this job or that job, life is life, man. It was going <laughs> like, to be. You ain't got a lot of me. Oh. Like, come on, dog. Um, what I thought was really dope was when we fast-forwarded, we went to what they mentioned last week, Molly's birthday. We jumped right to it, nigga. The next fucking party or the next time that we would see the whole gang together. I thought this shit would, like, pop. <laughs> Fam, that disappointed me so much last week. I went and bought a fake one of these, too, because I want to hide shit in and put it in my refrigerator. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, We saw Molly's birthday, Issa and Torian throwing her a party uh, at her condo. Torian's family is there. Some people from the firm is there. Oh, I was so afraid. Fam. When I seen old boy uh, from uh, Barbershop. Oh, my God. That nigga uh, from Say the Last Dance? Yeah. Yeah. I was afraid. Yeah. Because, uh, like, he is an expensive, he's an expensive extra to have. Yeah. Where's you know, this going? Like, and then when he asked, yo, I'd love to meet her. I was, I was like, like, oh. Because man. at first he was just there with a glass. Yeah. I'm like, yo, just a boy. Like how, how big is this time jump? And then, but when I when I rewatched, and I heard his wife say, "I'm just glad that we got another girl to help me tame these Jackson men or whatever the fuck." Yeah. I was like, oh, "Okay, that's Tori and brother." Yeah, yo. But then I'm back to, "Oh God, Molly, please don't have <laughs> don't have no history with Tori and brother." <laughs> yo, uh, Tori and brother's wife though. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't horrible. You know? She was not. She was not horrible, dog. But then I tell you when it got even that you can see it from the front. <laughs> when it got a little scary for me was when uh when Issa went to go check on Molly and she she brought up the Andrew shit, like, yo, last time I met a nigga family, it ain't go so well, dog. And I'm like, Oh god. I forgot nigga. all about that shit, dog. I was like, yo, her and Andrew brother literally was the end of their relationship before it started, man. So now I'm sitting there thinking, like, please don't fuck this up, Molly, dog. You know there's some alternate endings to this? Yeah. That yeah. were shot? Yeah. I saw a clip. They was done. I saw a clip in the documentary of them, like, 
in Morocco or something. Well, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. I heard about the Morocco in the the wind down. Yeah, yeah. But I saw a clip like I do not remember this scene. Like, where is this shit from? And there was because they was like in some colorful, what I look like pajamas, but yeah, not. I yeah, was that like, was supposed to be the um, the finale initially set in Morocco with Issa and Molly finally going on their date to Morocco that they've been talking about since season one. Um, or season two, pardon me. Uh, and if you remember on the season two finale, Molly even set her apartment up or her condo up to look like Morocco yeah. um, just to give them their night because Issa couldn't afford to go. So, um, But no, I, I would love to... Give me know the more about the alternate give endings, the, give nigga. Give me the Marvel deleted scene. Yeah, man. I, I would love to see him, dog, and, and just hear more about the shit um, and see where these characters went, man. But uh, one dope thing that I thought was cool uh, at Molly's birthday was Tiffany coming back. Sticking to what they said last week. Yeah. Yo, Derek already told me I could come back and kick it for Molly's birthday. And she showed up for a friend, man. I, I appreciated that surprise. I liked that moment. I liked that Molly's mom was so, there. It's one thing that was... That, that I don't know if it was like continuity or if it was just uh, a, when Tiffany came in uh-huh. and uh, Kelly went and hugged her. Yeah, and you know they did their thing. She was like, "How's Denver? Why? Why? Why you don't know? <laughs> like this? Not the like we this, ain't talked. Y'all yeah. ain't talked. Yeah. Like what you mean? How's Denver? Yeah. Like it's been months now. So you know what I did appreciate um, looking at the documentary. I appreciated seeing with all the shit that we know happened or, you know, maybe heard happen behind the scenes and off screens. I appreciate seeing like the, the clips of Amanda Seals. She always looked like she was by herself though. Didn't yeah, she? she did. She did. <laughs> but I'm like the way they filmed it, COVID, yeah. who the fuck knows? You probably were always by yourself. Everybody else was like this. And, and I know, um, you know, with all the shit that happened with them, like I always wonder, you know, off screen, how is the chemistry? How is the chemistry? And more importantly, like, does she revere Issa in this show the way that literally every other character does? Um, and it seemed like she did when she spoke about it uh, during her parts of the doc, even with me noticing, damn, she ain't never with nobody off the, <laughs> off the set. <laughs> she sit on the stoop. <laughs> no, like, damn, nigga, nobody hugged. Okay, whatever. The fact, the fact that she wanted to, she was going to be Bank Bay. Yeah. That's funny. Yo, that's, that was funny, man. Lawrence being, that might be funnier than Lawrence wanting to be Daniel, dog, because I'm like, Amanda Seals, you wouldn't have gone for the Bank Bay, like. The pounding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that wouldn't have happened with Amanda Seals, dog. It just wouldn't have happened, man. Um. But I, I appreciated them having that moment. And then at Molly's birthday, we also got to see Molly's mom for one last time, yo. So I wrote on Facebook, I said, Molly's mom is Omari Hardwick. And she must have had a falling out with Prentice Payne because <laughs> they was determined to get her out of here this season, dog. Like, I thought we was over her dying. No, she but- lived. But you gotta, you, you damn near gotta have it, though. She lived, this, she made it. Because this is what actually happens when you up in the 30s. Man, mid-30s, and that's, man. when they didn't kill her the first stroke, I was like, I, she ain't even get paralyzed the first stroke like they warned us might happen. I was like, all right, Molly mom lived only to die on this episode during Tiffany's birthday. And I was like, God damn it. Um, to Hollis's point, we ain't get a ton of that. Which I appreciate. We ain't need a ton of that. No, that was a legit. I, that was great. Molly's breakdown was phenomenal. I got the emotion I needed to get from it. 
But more importantly, we've already seen what they what we would see had she said, had she died. I want to see her cry more. <laughs> you no, know, Hollis, no, Hollis, Hollis different. Though. Yo, sick. Yeah. When when do they do them police psych tests? <laughs> like when do they evaluate? Yeah, I, don't know, I need a, a Q4 evaluation right now. Um uh, let's see. Uh, so we went to, oh, my bad. Before Tiffany's birthday, we did Issa's birthday at Crenshaw studio. She went through there. They threw it a surprise joint. Um, it was just dope, man. I, th- I heard how when they, on the first set of the script, uh, how it was a little bit different, how they introduced yeah, yeah. it. Um, like, why is it so dark in here? <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was, uh, I thought that was really dope, man. And like clockwork. Here come your man's on the yo, birthday. Yo, Nate gonna pull up on your birthday with a gift. Um, and and he pulled right on up. Now this is Issa's birthday after the breakup, so they ain't talked in at least a few months. Um, and he told her, "Hey, I got your messages, you know." But I had to get myself together, man. That's a thing. It is a thing. Um, I did get your messages, but I also. I didn't ghost. I told you how I felt before I ended it. Like, I'm not, you can't say I ghosted you this time. I told you I was done and I was done. But I also still do fuck with you and wanted to bring you this birthday gift from me in the shop because you helped us grow. You know what hit her, though, when they was talking? When that nigga said, yo, man, L.A.'s starting to feel like home. This shit is still finally starting to feel like she was like. She looked like, nigga, how? Nigga, without without me? me? It's feeling like home without me. Without the homes we were looking at? Like, come on, bro. Like, you really starting to get all the uncertainty that I had about you. Now you're confidently stepping into without me? That's kind of, that fucked her up. Her eyes got big as shit. Now you like the fucking barbecue here. Yeah, like, come on, bro. Nate, you kind of doing me dirty a little bit. But on the flip side, eh, that's what happens, dog. Again, the same shit with Lawrence. Same shit with Issa. Sometimes we need to break up to grow. And that's what happened here, man. Um, her girls, we talk about Chad giving bad advice. Her girls was trying to encourage her to get some birthday dick. Girls are not great people. They're not. Like, I, they just, they be giving, y'all be leading y'all friends astray. Y'all 100% do. Like, I, I just want to point that out. Like, telling her to just go fuck any one of these random niggas at the party was not, it was that one nigga uh, who they seen before Nathan, and then when she came back from talking to Nathan, whole different nigga. Y'all don't know neither of these dudes. Here go the birthday dick. Like, come on, dog, grow up. Man, I've seen, I've, I've seen uh, women give uh, another woman bad advice after a breakup, and I'd be like, I can't speak for all men and all Facts. friend circles, but like, no, we don't never give that bad advice. Nah. Like, we specifically, like, we yeah. don't never give that bad advice. Bro, for all the flack that men take. Like, we're a lot more like, hey, nigga, you need to go home to your wife. Hey, man. Work this shit out. You need to figure this out. This is your fault, nigga. You got to grow up, bro. Hey, bro, you fucked that up. Nigga, I've been in, we was in STK in in New York. Pause the meatpacking district. <laughs> yeah, why, how did so they? Who, who let that fly? <laughs> who let that just stay? Yeah, we just go. Y'all couldn't find a nickname anyway. Why do all y'all pack meat? Pause in the same area. We was in the MPD at STK, dog, and we were literally just we weren't even talking about women shit. We was talking about life, and I mean, me and like four of my nick, we literally that passionate about like nigga, you're making a mistake doing this. Like you need to take. 
nigga, you got this job in front of you and you trying to go off and do this and do, nigga, you need to, like, we was arguing, like. We need the men version of Insecure. Well, I fam. guess we kind of just got it. I mean. On uh, Love Life. Love Life was as phenomenal as it was. It was one season. It was one season. And now, granted, in that one season, we literally went through the same emotions we got out of five seasons of Insecure. And but we went as through. As the man, CP gave great advice. He, uh, another one. Not so much today, other man, though. Because yeah, that nigga was violating. That but, nigga violated. I'll buy out to kill you. Yeah, no, no, no. He'd have, he'd have been out of here, dog. Like, minimum, we're, we're fighting. <laughs> like, minimum. Um, But on Love Life, it was only one season. And we didn't get the like one season of them. Yeah, yeah, of of this iteration of it. So I actually watched the first season. Uh, and, finally, yeah. wasn't that bad. Um, it wasn't that bad at all. And then you you see the moment where season one connects to season two. Um, it was, it was pretty dope, man. I, I wasn't mad at it. Season two still wins by far, uh, and was phenomenal enough that I'm like. Yo, if y'all do a third season, like I want to keep up with Marks and Mia, nigga. <laughs> like I'm actually I'm invested now. I don't need a whole new motherfucker. And if I do, I want them to be black because y'all killed that. I would love to see a men version, so to speak, of like an insecure. Men secure, man. Because um, um, like we like we men are typically portrayed one way on television. Yeah, and we, and it's like so many like in my individual friend circle. Yeah. There's so many different types of people. So there are shows, me and Shorty talk about this a lot. Um, there are shows that are like the men's dating and life perspective type show, but they always seem to get relegated to like, like comedy it's comedy or some shit. Well, comedies or like apps. Like they're not even on a real channel. Like Tyler Perry got his show Sisters on BET. But got a whole nother show called Bruh on BT Plus, the app that you got to pay an extra five for that he barely does production for. Like, it's kind of like an afterthought show. And it's probably because the numbers ain't nearly as big. I want, I want some high quality shit. And so here's the thing, though. It's an, it's, it shows on uh, what's All Black. It's a show on All Black, an All Black original. Let me look up the name, matter of fact. It's something, it's called like, uh, hold on. Cause it's it's called something about Jason actually. Um, let me find that shit. I might have seen a trailer for, for the love of Jason. Is the name the of the show, fam? It's a good ass show, and it got a season two. Um, that's being filmed right now, and it's supposed to be coming soon. One of the actresses in season two is actually from Detroit. I think she went to cast. Um, shout out to her. But all that shit, it was like a really good show. But it's on all black, and not that all black ain't shit, but. Most niggas knows, ain't seeing it. Who yeah. knows about all black? And it's just like we we seem to always get these opportunities, but they never like the quality that the women are given. Or when they do come in, I know it wasn't a black show, but just for instance, because it's men, a show like Entourage. Entourage was about a fucking successful actor and the ups and downs of him, his career, his family, his friends, his crew. Fam, what made Insecure dope is. Yo, nigga, Issa wasn't successful off top. We saw the growth into that. She ain't know what she wanted to be initially. We saw her figure that out. Well, Johnny Chase wasn't, Johnny wasn't either. Johnny, Johnny um, uh, Vince, Vince, yeah, Vince ain't no. But it was like seeing that growth. But, like, I guess 
with uh with Insecure, we literally saw the growth season five. Like it took all the way up. Vince, once a nigga caught a couple waves on the movies, was Vince. It was big house, big mansions, woo woo woo. And then when he did have some down periods with the money and all that, it went back up, nigga. Like we seen the ebbs and flows throughout for Insecure. We saw real life. Yo, this shit ebbs more than it flows. And and I think that it really made it so dope to get these moments with with Issa and Molly and the crew. I would love to see these same ups and down type moments for men. Because it's like, yo, black men go through this. I feel like a show like that about dudes would explain very clearly and very fucking vividly to women why Lawrence wasn't a bad dude. Like any women who think Lawrence was a fuck nigga and was all the bank based shit. If it was broken down more and we got to see the day-to-day, yeah, niggas, I understand a little bit more, dog. Like, shit, somebody like Nathan. Granted, I don't want to show about Nathan, but, like, he's another character that's just like, yo, that's a dude who you might want to say is flawed, but in reality, he's just a man, dog. We human, man. Like, bro, we go through all this shit, and y'all don't always get that observation from the male perspective. Y'all get it from the women's side, and from them, yo, hey, I was the victim of this behavior, nigga. So when you get my perspective, you get what I went through, and it it don't really look that great. It don't feel that great. So I don't know. I would love to see some shit like that for dudes, too. I just don't know what it is that, like, why it doesn't get created, but it literally never does. It's kind of weird to me, dog. Um, What happened? They went to TIFF or to Denver to go see TIFF and Derek for TIFF birthday. That scene was when uh, Molly's mom died. But before that, though, Molly and Issa were talking off to the side. They was in the crib, and she asked Issa, yo, you ever thought about what you would have said to Lawrence had Nathan not popped up? Because she was gazing at that picture. Yeah, Issa was gazing at a picture of um, Lawrence and Derek and all the father friends in in the circle. And Molly called her and just asked her, like, yo, what would you have said? And Issa was like, oh, I don't know. It's too late anyway. Da, da, da. Nigga, what? <laughs> Molly said the really shit ever, though. It's not too late if that's what you really want. Because you know what we do? We be letting memes and... and so, so this is this is so interesting. That's the same advice Chad gave him. Man. Gave Lawrence. That's what you really want. Why you ain't going? I mean, shit, it, it ended the way you wanted it to, right? Without a fight. You ain't fight for her. But if that's what you really want, nigga, why you ain't going to the party? Come on, dog. Tell me something, bro. But what Molly said is different. No, same fucking thing, dog. If that's what you really want. I, th- I like Issa come back. What happened to, oh, I'm being inconsistent and everything. And then I should like, listen. Hey. Nigga like me used to overthink shit a lot. Sometimes it's, just, it's not that Sometimes difficult. it ain't that hard. It's really simple. Sometimes it don't require that much thought. I'm in love with this person. Facts. I want to be with this person. When we are together, this shit works. Yeah. And yo, man, if after all that you still gazing off on pictures, come on, bro. Like you ain't over it, man. And that's the thing, bro. It don't don't let these memes, don't let these tweets, don't let these little fake ass posts, niggas, be putting or your up friends. or your friends' advice take you away from what you want. And I think that's the lesson that we was learning in this scene. Like, yo, fam, you want something from this man. Period. Point blank. You want to see what y'all life could be, and you want to see if. Him being back in L.A. is for more reason than just to take care of my son. Because he might not have, or he might have come back to L.A. for that reason. 
But now y'all got a chance you ain't think y'all would have when he went to San Francisco, nigga. You broke up with him because it was twofold. Now it's one. What's your excuse? If you still want to go after it, dog. And I feel like so many motherfuckers is afraid to be happy because of the politics surrounding this shit. Because you don't want to, because how it may seem to others. Oh, you don't want to seem inconsistent. Well, guess what? You are. Guess what? Every human there. Come on, huh? Every one of us is, bro. Like, we all go through inconsistencies. We have the right. Yo, Jay, don't you have the right to change your opinion? I have the right to change my mind with new information. Oh, my God, bro. So if I learn that Lawrence moved back here with his kid and isn't actually with his baby mom and just confessed that, yo, I'm in love with you and I'm only happy when I'm with you. My nigga, I didn't know that's how he felt. I didn't know he wasn't with Condola. I didn't know none of this shit. And now that I know, yeah, I'm a, I, I, I might change my mind. I feel a little bit differently about it. Um, then Molly got the call from her brother. He told her their mom died. Um, it's fucked up. Fucked up. But again, it's what we go through. Um, we see our friends' parents pass. And it's a whole new part of being a friend to somebody, man. It's a different type of consolation that you have to give them. And I'm glad that they captured it. Um, that's real. Yeah. Cause like, um, people who showed up for me when I lost my mother, like I've like that shit. Well, for I know I can only speak for me. I can't yeah. speak for, like that shit changed things for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I look at these people differently because mm-hmm. In my time of need, the worst thing that I can ever experience in life, you know, people showed up for me. People looked out for me. They didn't hit you with the, yo, Is if there's anything I can do, they just did. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, I feel like like I'm indebted to them. So, um, if, turn, if that situation happens or whatever they need, like, I'm there because. Yeah. So, of course, Molly and, and, and um, Issa. I mean, that's a bond that's unbreakable. Facts, facts. And, and it's um, been tested. Yo, man, let's talk about that for a second, man. Molly and Issa's friendship. They talked a lot on the uh, the wind down and the documentary about the real love story being between Molly and Issa. Um, and I feel like, you know, if you, if you replaced Issa, I'm sorry, replaced Molly with Lawrence in Issa's life, you can literally get the exact same story we just got with Issa and Lawrence. Mm-hmm. If if nigga Molly was Lawrence, bro, like she was flawed, but at the end of the day, she was still somebody this person needed. This you you one of them. They was friend soulmates as much as uh, her and Lawrence were romantic soulmates. Because soulmate don't gotta be a romantic. Thing. It don't. It don't have to be romantic or intimate or nothing like that. It, it can be. Could be your soulmate. Facts, man, and I I think that you know the. Again, it's wild that people will applaud Molly's growth, but not Lawrence's. Because, yo, these was the same two people in Issa's life. They both had to grow while Issa was going through growing pains, nigga. Like, fam, the expectation was for us to be perfect while she got to go through it. That ain't how life work. Not at all, man. That ain't how life work, dog. Like, she going through some shit while I am, too. She's changing and becoming who she ultimately was going to be and while I am, I am too. too, dog. And and unfortunately, when that happens, sometimes we don't always meet head to head. Sometimes we bump heads. We bump ideas. It don't go right. It don't sound right. But, man, if you could just, you know, be there for me for a minute 
Listen to what I got to say. Give me the grace that I need to grow and become who I'm supposed to be. It might just work out in the end, man. And I think that ultimately that's what we saw. Um, Throughout the montages of the birthdays, we also started to see life changing. Every birthday, somebody's career is advancing. We saw when they went to Tiffany, Tiffany's still depressed. She hate Denver. She ain't working. Oh, while they was in Denver, um, Issa had a new nigga. Mm-hmm. Which was the same nigga, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the the nigga she brought to Kelly's party. Um they called that nigga uh Guyanese Daniel. <laughs> then they called him uh Texturizer Daniel. <laughs> Fuck you, Dane, by the way. Um <laughs> uh but Issa's new nigga that she mentioned at Tiffany, she brought him to Kelly party. And and it seemed like shit was back, you know, hey, I got a new nigga. We having fun. They said he had a good job. He was digging her down. Life was good. She had all the wants and all the needs. But that shit looking superficial. That shit don't matter, dog. And she didn't even like she seen people having happy and being together. And she just with this nigga. Fam, Kelly having a baby with this uh, with this dude. Kelly never wanted kids. But then Kelly said, hold up, I got to. Because she said exactly what changed the whole shit. She said, this nigga got me out here doing things I never thought I'd do. And you see Issa's face change up a little bit. Because, damn, I never thought I'd do the stepmom shit. But now I'm wondering if it's that bad. If it mean I get to be with the nigga I really want to be with. She not a stepmom. She a mom that stepped up. Yo, yo, (laughs) yo. So I saw that. And I saw it with Issa face on Russell Wilson yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. And I cried for a long time. That shit really made me laugh, dog. Um, so at the next birthday, it was Molly's. Issa called Molly. Torian was taking her out of town. Wanted to, or no, Torian was taking her to dinner. Um, wanted to do something nice. You could assume that he proposed that night. Uh, but it was just dope because we also got to see a little bit of follow-up. Issa asked her how she was doing after her mom, you know, first birthday after your mom passes. Yeah. That hit different. Um, it's a fact. And and Molly kept it a buck with her, man. Molly, Molly also didn't have a short hair no more, started growing that back. Me and Tori ain't happy. I don't know what he got planned. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She wanted to work. Kelly told her, get the fuck out of there. Kelly worked there now. She overseeing the state division. Hey, man, get out of here. Man, look I got how much this. Molly came, man. Yo, Molly, Molly won insecure to me, dog. Cause like, remember she was struggling. I don't want to say struggling, but like there was a when she was at the white firm, it wasn't all good. All the it time. wasn't all good all the time. She was being passed over for uh, promotion. She was being passed over for finance. She found out one of her colleagues was being paid more than her, and they was at the same level. So she didn't love it at the white firm. But then when she came to the black firm, it was some learning curves that had to happen there. Because um, she got over there and realized they don't have the same resources. And all that jokey shit, like, leave that shit alone. It don't fly over here. Yo, these niggas actually over here, they getting to it. Calvin t- got a job. Yeah. Who Calvin? No, nah, they, they taking their job seriously over here. And you can't come over here on that fuck shit just because you're around yo, your black peers. Like, no, we still take this work serious, man. And, um... She just, the growth we saw in Molly was beautiful, dog. I really, really love her and Torian at the end. Like, I'm I'm a fan. These last few episodes of Molly and Torian uh, have, have really brought out the best in her character and also showed a different side in his. 
Um, and to the point we made about East and Lawrence earlier, dog. It's Yo, so, that, that quirky weirdness, nigga, you need a motherfucker who can match yours, dog. It's so dope that uh, an actor can come in on the final season of a show and make a lasting impact. Yeah. Like, because if he said I was on Insecure, yes, the fuck he was. Yeah. Like, you you yeah. can't ever not yeah. know who he was because he married Molly. Prior to this season, Torian's character never seemed like he would matter. This season, he literally... Became the fucking knight in shining armor for for our girl. Dog. He was the last piece to her putting her puzzle back together, man. And it, it's just it was really dope to see that development of his character, man. Um, also dope to see. And again, I know we ain't spend much time with Kelly and her dude, but seeing her find a dude because what have we known about Kelly when it comes to niggas? She make jokes about them fucking, and that be that. Remember me differently. Yo, I'm glad she remembered what, what the world remembered, dog. Like, Kelly had a lot of one-liners, but that remember me different was a motherfucking dog. Um, then we see Lawrence pop up to take Issa out for her birthday. And again, I appreciate them moving along these birthdays because, yo, this is what the series started out No, this on. is Issa called Lawrence to try to take him out. On his birthday. That's yeah. a fact. You're right. You're right. I'm glad you ain't let me skip that. So we got Lauren's birthday. First of Which all. Which is right after the Denver convo. Yeah, after the Denver convo, we jumped to Lauren's birthday. His mom singing him happy birthday. He was on FaceTime with his parents. And then when he got off FaceTime, uh, Issa called. He actually got off with them to talk to Issa. And uh, they chatted for a minute. She wished him happy birthday. She said a lot of dope shit to him in this moment, man. Um and I forgot the conversation that Issa had last season with, with Lawrence. Um, when he was like, um, well, when she told him, like, like, I'm happy when I'm with you. Or like, yeah, yeah. She was, like, really expressive. Yeah. A lot of what she said mirrored what Lawrence said at the party. <laughs> um, if we keep it in the bug, Lawrence just said all this shit last week, man. And uh, it was just really dope. To see her be open and honest with him after all this time and all the bullshit. But then she went out there and she went on and put herself on the on the fucking mix and was like, yo, can I take you out for your birthday if you're not busy? And that nigga Lawrence was like, actually do have plans. And then the doorbell rang, dog. And it was like, all right. All right I got to go. I'll see you later. Yep. I'll holler, dog. But yeah, this was a hilarious, hilarious scene, dog. Oh, she girl called, that came to go out with Lawrence. Yeah. Before we get there, because <laughs> Lawrence keeping McCoban, okay? I'm just saying, dog. Uh, when she called Lawrence, like, oh, you answered? Like, yeah. Well, you called me and didn't want me to answer? Like, admittedly. The, yeah. <laughs> the, hey, like, she said my plan was flawed. Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. You know what I'm saying? But this was also, also after Lawrence called her on her birthday when she was going with the texturizer, Daniel. Yeah. And she ain't pick up. So it was like. Now again, these phone calls. No, I don't know if that was. I thought it was. It was after that. It was it because when when he called her, texturizer Daniel was whatever. He went to go get them a drink, and then when he was calling, they was like, "Girl, you better not answer that. You got this nigga over here with a good job that's dicking you down, and she ain't never pick up the phone." I thought that she called him. It didn't happen, and then he called her later. No, I he that- called her. It didn't happen, and then she called him on his birthday, and it happened. He might have called her or she might have like, called him another time, but because like 
Because right after the Denver shit is pretty much when she reached out. Hold on. Let me go through my notes. Because that'll tell us right now. So you're right. You're right. You're right. He called her at Kelly's birthday, which was after his birthday. You're right. You're right. You're right. So the order of that was, I called you. You had a nigga or a girl when I tried to take you out. And then when you called me on my next birthday. I had a nigga. I had a nigga and didn't answer. Yeah. That's what it was. You right. You right. You right. But that 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 Louis Armstrong, <laughs> me, fam. Like, well, you sound good. No, no, no. You know? That was fucking phenomenal. Like, dog. I'm not like, well, you sound like you should sound. <laughs> the only person that doesn't sound like you should sound. like, no, that's fucking. <laughs> Yo, that's excellent. That's the writing, shit I'll dog. miss about this show, man. Like, I feel like Issa in her awkward black girl moments was the best version of Issa on this show, dog. Like, it was fucking great. And Issa in the mirror. Issa mirror raps, which we didn't get any of this season, and I'm kind of mad. We got mirror talks, but we ain't get no bars, nigga. In season one and two, we got all bars, and I, I needed that, but I'm not mad, man. Um, When he called her, though, oh, yeah, you're right, because that's when she was in the uh, bathroom with the lingerie and all yep, that for yep. dude, and then her mirror her was telling her, like, no, nah, go over there, like, go get sexy with dog and all that. But then that Lawrence call fucked her up the way that that Issa call fucked him up during girls' night two weeks ago, man. So Boy, birthdays is always a good time when you can call. Man, I mean, if you ever was going to re-enter somebody's life unexpectedly, do it on their birthday. Because here's the thing. They're in a good mood. The mood they're in on their birthday is the best they're going to get. Or they're not, and then you, and you can brighten it. it. Yeah. Hey. Or, because they were in seeing your name... Pissed him off, and now you know, yeah, this ain't happening, dog. But you got to figure it out, and you got to do it quick because birthdays is motherfucking, they it. Like, once you get to the birthday, nigga, this is when it's, you'll find out whether you really got a chance or not, dog. Like, that shit is, oh, man. I appreciated the convos that they had, but when she ignored his call for dog, I was like, it's never going to happen, bro. Like, they keep missing each I'm other, like, man. Yo, they tried. You know what I'm saying? They tried to give me what I was. Yeah. Doing. But then. I would like to see how that how that, that final thing kind of got set up. Like, where he just popped up at Oh, at the, um, at the, because, yeah, that seemed like they had been talking for a minute. Yeah, like, y'all must have yeah, been yeah, yeah. You know, cordial or something. Maybe she did actually answer the phone. Or called him back. Yeah, called him yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. Very dope to see him come through and them have their moment in uh in her new office. It was also dope to see her new office. Like Issa coming the fuck up, nigga. You not what you were, bro. You and she are not- stayed with her. She kind of stayed independent with Block instead of yeah. Instead MBW of going to MBW, um, picked up on that the second watch. Uh, that first watch, I was kind of sleepy. I wasn't really, it was like, did I miss something or did she make a decision and I don't know yet? Like, what the fuck? Second watch, I gathered, she stayed doing the block, man. And um, that's her, ultimately, dog. Like, the superstar status and all that, that'll come with you doing what you meant to be doing. Like, all that extra shit. MBW was never her. That corporate shit was never her move, man. So I was glad to see her stick to her roots and, and really stay grounded and then become successful at it because it looked like he was finally getting that money toward the end. Um, then we see the wedding. They had Molly and Torian's wedding. Beautiful moment. Love how they had to set up for her mom. Um, she danced with her dad. Like, we saw everything we needed to see. 
then we saw Lawrence bring her some fucking champagne, and I was like, oh, shit, because that was one year later. That was one of the few timestamps we got. So it was like, okay, by that wedding, we like three years ahead now on this episode, man, because uh, Molly didn't had two birthdays and a third coming. So we had at least a couple years, two to three. Seeing Lawrence still there was like, all right, cool. They stayed together. We ain't we ain't get a breakup off screen, nigga. Then after that, I thought this nigga was about to ask her to marry her. I did think it was coming. I, I, I thought, I thought he was gonna best man it. Um, and then I thought that later on when they they was gonna cut the cake and find a ring, I thought I just knew there there was a marriage proposal coming. But I'm glad I didn't get that because that'd have been too much. Yeah. Um. Hang on one second. I don't know if I'm saying glad. That's not the the right word. But I think that would have been, like, one thing that kind of, that I'm just, I was kind of unsure about is the unsureness that was just on Issa's face for everything. Yeah. She seemed facially. Yeah. Like, very not certain about anybody. When I watched it the second time, I didn't get that. For some reason, but yeah, she was like, "Yo, are you are you are you are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> Is you happy?" Um, what I really really loved was that scene with her and Molly. Dog, uh, I mentioned at the top of the pod, uh, Yvonne Orgy tweeted that Princess Penny basically cut and and took a second from that scene and told her off screen, "I need you to do this scene, but improvise and just thank Issa Rae." Don't thank Issa D as Molly. Thank Issa Rae as Yvonne. And you could feel that shit come across, yeah. nigga. Because that scene was fucking great, dog. And I think it shocked Issa when I rewatched it after seeing that tweet. I looked at Issa's face. Her initial, like, dust up of tears, nigga, felt very... Actor tears. They didn't feel actor tears to I, me. Oh, I thought me. I felt oh, like well, once it got going, like, oh, nigga, these is real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like her, her tears in that scene started out very like. Hold on, wait. This. Yeah. It looked like oh, I didn't know Yvonne was about to say that to me, and then she was crying, crying, dog. And I, I just, I, I love the genuineness of this scene, man. Um. Also, didn't hate Molly. Uh, coming up out that dress, it wasn't the worst thing. <laughs> it wasn't the worst thing. I was sitting there with Shorty. Shorty like, oh, that's a nice dress. I was like, uh, on the flow. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga, I, every single wedding dress look exactly the same to me. Yeah, I don't be seeing what the women be seeing. I don't I either. Don't. Like, and, I, and I don't know that, I don't think the audience does it. Like, all of these dresses look the same. Yeah, um, they be white. Uh, they got shit on them. They don't have sleeves. Like every ten years, it's the same dress. Like I mean, I can know it though. That's from, that's from the eighties. Uh, but other than that, like it's the same dress. Yeah, I um, it was a nice dress, I guess. Uh, I ain't yo, <laughs> shorty. You pick your own dress out. Don't don't leave that to me, nigga. Cause I'm gonna pick you the whitest white that was out there white, nigga. I don't know shit about them wedding dresses, but loved Issa and Yvonne in this moment, man. It seemed like the show was ending, dog. And then I thought that would be the final scene, to be honest. Then when we got her and Lawrence, her coming in the crib with Lawrence and Elijah, nigga, little Ja. Insecure book no, two, no, before, Ja. Before that, she she's in her office. Flexing in her office, well, it's a little montage. Yeah, and she, yeah, had a, yeah. yep. she had show uh, Lawrence like, yo, I'm, uh, I want to have like a conference table. This would be the room, and she doing all that. 
She leaves out, hops in her Lexus, and then she drives by important spots. Yeah. She drives by the dunes, right? She see Thug Yoda. Yeah, she see her montage, old, She see her um, old girl from We Got Y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, she goes through those key points on her way to the crib. Yeah. And <laughs> their house together. Because yeah. they said, welcome home. Yeah. Uh, like, I was just like, yo, man. Like, and then did you peep the ring on her finger, though? I did not. She had a ring on that left finger, dog. Did so she? Engagement style, nigga. We ain't, me and Lawrence ain't just shacking up here. I didn't know The details, because at first, I noticed the one on her right hand and kind of ignored because you could clearly tell that that was like a costume have, type she, ring. She didn't have the ring on at the wedding. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, and that's what I remember seeing her hand. So the scene with uh with Lawrence, specifically when, uh, when Lawrence and Ja pull out the cake, Issa goes to like help Ja cut the cake, and when she grabbed the lid, Ring right there, dog. Mm. I was like, them niggas, they doing it, but we ain't see it. Direct. And I can appreciate the show was giving it, it to was us Was it an like engagement that. or was it a wedding ring? It looked engagement because I ain't see a band. Gotcha. I ain't see a band. Um, And I looked at it because once you notice it, you notice a few different times where she do shit with her hands that it's up. So I'm taking it as engagement, but I appreciated the commitment, dog. Um, In that final scene with her and Lawrence, commitment of them getting married finally, the commitment to her being Ja's stepmom, the commitment to Lawrence finally making her birthday <laughs> a fucking dope day, man. Like, he was like, yo, nigga, sit or be here in 30 minutes, nigga. Ja wanted to have some cake before then. See, like when he was on the phone with his moms on his birthday, they yeah, was trying yeah. to, like, press. Oh, with the condola shit? Yeah. Yo, his mom said condola had one braid. She easy could dress manage. nice. She easy <laughs> to manage. Got with a braid. Yo. And here's the thing. She ain't say shit about Condola, that wasn't true. She was smart. She was beautiful. She was easy to manage as far as y'all knew. Man, skip to, skip to uh, Lauren's uh, uh, birthday dinner date. Yeah. Yo, this nigga, keep one. No, no, no. Lawrence likes great women. <laughs> um, he is, my nigga has not had a bad at-bat for five seasons, nigga. Yeah, he ain't had a bad. No, nah, he like even like even the little base hit when he had the little threesome and shit, and he nutted too quick. Hey, that was a high white girl and a high little Asian girl. He did his thing, dog. And Lawrence looked like he would fuck a white girl and an Asian girl. That's he, just he probably got one. He, I'm guaranteeing that that nigga wife either Asian or white. I just I, I don't even want to look it up. I just know. Um, but. When that nigga was out there wilding out, when he got burned, when he got bang bay, when he got... Lawrence kept one, dog. A partner from work. Like, my nigga kept one in the bag. And I appreciate what he did, dog. Um, But ultimately, he ended up with his lady, man. They called them soulmates. Do you feel like everybody ends up with their soulmate? I don't think everyone ends up with their soulmate, no. Yeah, yeah. I um, And it's funny because when, when I kept watching the documentary and they were referring to... Uh, you know, hey, we got to make Issa end up with her soulmate. I'm like, nigga, Molly? Because, like, her and Molly being friends seemed like more of the direction I thought they would go than bringing her and Lawrence back together. But no, I don't, I didn't, I didn't want that. I got, this is what I wanted because there's nothing wrong with black love. Mm -mm. This whole, I'm going to be by myself, I'm saying, that is some bullshit. And I'm going to tell you why. You wasn't made to be by yourself. Yeah. My whole yeah. fucking body was made to fit inside a woman's body. The reason that you are attracted to males and or females or wherever 
is because you it's built into your DNA to be with another person. You're not supposed to be by yourself. Yeah. All this, oh, I can do this by myself. We just go. No, that's bullshit. And you know you don't want that in real life. Yeah. Like yep. you know, like it's not it's not even built into your DNA. Yeah, I um I didn't want to see Issa or Lawrence end up alone. I didn't necessarily want or I'm I didn't need to see them end up together. But I appreciated them ending up together, man, because it was dope to see two motherfuckers who've been through ups and downs land on a up. <laughs> Nigga, like, yo, shit ain't always the same way I'll say, hey, sometimes relationships just over, man. Yeah. Yo, sometimes they work out. 100%. Like, a lot of times they work out. But years we, later. We, we highlight. Niggas married the same person they got divorced from. Fam. Now that's literally. Crazy. Literally. Um, and I, I just feel like this was a great case of us seeing two flawed people figure their lives out and figure out that, yo, as much as we were able to accomplish separately, we work better when we're together. That's just what it was, bro. Like we are better together. Nigga. Now I can't wait to get into this, uh, clubhouse room tomorrow and just express how all that toxic shit that y'all said Lawrence was, he literally wasn't that Mm -hmm. like if they got back together, it'd be this and that like that didn't happen. Yeah. Like everything that they showed you about them possibly being together in the future was fucking bliss. Yeah. From season, uh, what was that? Season two episode eight bliss. Like when they actually got back together, bliss (sighs) Inside of they dog. when she was dreaming everything, and then when they actually got back together for the final time, bliss. Beautiful. All that toxic shit that you made up in your own heart. <laughs> that's not what the writers was trying to convey to you because they literally didn't. Literally. Literally. And what's what's crazy is, dog, again, we we have a tendency to just relate to what we can see ourselves in. Women see Molly and Issa and immediately relate because you can find yourself in one or both of them. But y'all seen Lawrence and thought that you couldn't relate to him when, in fact, y'all done been Lawrence too, nigga. 100%. Like, y'all done been Lawrence too, man. So it's, you, you know. Now. don't Literally, dog, don't villainize that nigga. Um, you out here with a kid? No, you know. <laughs> let me chill. Let me chill. Like, in real life. Let me chill. Y'all got the kids. <laughs> <laughs> you, John. <laughs> like... Y'all niggas, oh, man. Hey, man. Yo, the CDC shortens COVID-19 quarantine isolation time to five days. I've I seen it. Let's get to the other pod because we got to talk some some wild shit for a second. Um, dead, hey, man. Overall, dog, insecure, you you did what you were supposed to do, man. You gave what you were supposed to give. And, um... Salute to Issa, salute to Yvonne, salute to Jay Ellis, everybody that was involved. Uh, Prentice Penny, man, Melina, everybody, dog. Like, y'all set out to do something that I honestly never imagined would have the impact on me personally that it did. Um, Shit, y'all, again, are a part of the reason that me and Jay have this podcast going, bro. That's fact. Like, if it, if it weren't for Insecure, who knows if this – idea really would have turned into what it's turned into, man. Um shit, y'all also part of the reason that we uh we pod the way we do, man, cause you know, literally every other show we review except Insecure and Snowfall comes on the night before. 
Insecure is the reason that we got to come in here on Mondays, nigga, because we wasn't getting that bitch till Sunday at 10, bro. And I started to be like, dog, we should we should not do it today. Yeah. And watch that shit again. Watch, just just you to know go what I'm through it, yeah. I, I, I watched it a few times today. Um, I took the time that I would normally dedicate to power. Yeah. And just was like, all right, let me rewatch this and the um, documentary. Uh, yo, um, as we wrap up, longest episode ever. 41 minutes, man. Uh, finally. And we got an hour and 41 minutes. And got it, yeah, because we got an hour of documentary, which I thought it just played really well after watching the, the finale, too. Like, that doc went... That was perfect, how they set that up. Um, yo, man. This was one of them. Uh, sad to see it go. I want Issa to listen to this pod. No, no, no. I want her to get her flowers. And, and I... Like for the, whatever they might have done on the other the the official insecure podcast, they talked about the episode. We talked about I we gave flowers, uh, and like and that's what I really want. The man. reverence that everybody had for Issa, man, from people that she man. just used to she met at a fucking convenience store. And come on, dog. give a man a that job. driver, man. Come on, man. All the people who got that nigga said start. you saved my life, bro. Like dog, Yvonne Yvonne had an HBO comedy special, man. I didn't know who she was. Come on, dog. Like the fact that... uh, In less than five years, bro. I even like the fact that she addressed... um, People say she's contributing to gentrification. Man, Because that taco shit, I remember that happening. Yep, I remember the worldwide taco shit. uh, My my, my cousin, uh, who stays in L.A. and shit, he he told me about worldwide tacos Mm -hmm. and the whole nine yards and shit. After that little story popped up, like, oh, y'all shouldn't be there, like, to think. That we shoot yeah. all this shit in the middle of the hood. Yo, man, Issa, um, Issa loved Inglewood the way that Detroit people love Detroit. I really appreciated how, and I, I liked what Prentice said in the uh, in the wind down. You know, directors like Spike Lee, Scorsese, uh, those they have love stories with New York, nigga. These these are fucking montages of how beautiful New York is, how different New York. You did that with Inglewood, dog. That's dope to grab your city and really fucking show it off in that manner, man. Um, one of the uh, location designers or people who spot old white dude, he was like, man, I ain't never been in a situation where I was the only white person in the man. Band. And that nigga said, and I'm not straight. So there so was there was no straight white man in the whole fucking see, room, this, this dog. This is always different. Nigga I said, have- that's never happened to me. Prentice Penny, nigga, 17 years is the first time I wasn't the only black writer in the room. Did you peep that one of the one of the interns ended up being in the being in the writing yeah, room? Yeah, the PA intern, yep. She was the DJ at the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and not only was she the DJ at the wedding, she's the screenrunner for Issa, one of Issa's other shows on HBO Max. Which God. is crazy. Like I went or the showrunner, pardon me. Being a uh I think she, did she won. She was one of the people. Won she the won the, the contest. contest. Yeah, she was one of the two. Now I'm on the show. And then I love that Princess was like, "Yo, we had the exact same writing team seasons one through three. Then all of them went off to get their own opportunities. And then we had the same. And then we had the same same writing team for four and five. The continuity, nigga. And he was like, "Nigga, we wasn't mad when these when, niggas went off and did went down the list of accolades. Yo, this how many new directors and new this, man, new adding. Man, come on, man, fam, Kelly from for." for for me, right? I'm not comparing shows or whatnot. Yeah. But for me, because how much I like this show, 
I'm going to be looking for and watching anything that any of these actors in this show are a part of. Facts. If Jay Ellis is in the movie, I'm going to watch that shit. Yep. If Molly is in the movie, I'm going to watch that shit. Absolutely. If Kelly is in the movie, I'm going to watch that shit. Just one thousand percent. Just not Amanda Seals. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but I'm even with you. that's just, how wild it is, though. Like we, you know, with all our we've we've had conversations about Amanda Seals and, and some of the things that she said. Um, but, yo, that's how dope this show was. Amanda Seals. Character was relatable. She talked about uh do you think she up there with Hillary and Whitley? I don't, but I I get the mention. I get what she was saying. I don't think they spent the time with her. We we yeah. learned who Hillary and Whitley really were. Like we got so far beyond just their like bougie black girlness. Um we got episodes fully about them. The episode fully about Tiffany, she wasn't in it for half the episode. You know I'm what I'm really, saying? I'm really pissed about this baby shit, though. Yeah, they never got to that, and that's that's probably my biggest flaw. Like, is it? That, and she's pregnant again. Yeah, yeah. By, by the, way. the way, yep. Um, now it, it threw me for a loop when she said we can raise our kids together. Yeah, because you live in Denver. Yeah, and I live in LA. LA. Hey. What's what's going down? You leaving? I was like, did y'all did y'all move back? Hey, um, maybe that's what it was telling us. Favorite moment if you just had to call one out from the season or from the series. Shit. That's big, dog. I, I really was trying to think earlier today and was like, yo, this is actually a difficult fucking question. It's 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 a scene with Issa. Yeah. Cause she just be that something that weird, random ranting, talking yeah. to herself. That should be fun. Remember that's the scene when she was had the old nigga driving around? Oh, that bro! That shit uh, was a that was Tay Diggs' of, daddy on All American. Yeah, that, that shit was one of the phenomenal, episodes, dog. dog. Um, and y'all know I didn't like that episode when it initially aired. I but, cried at that shit later, dog. But if we if if if, if there is a scene, if there's yeah. an episode, like it's the one hundred percent the the soulmate season scene. four episode yeah. eight. Um, like it's that for me. Soulmate episode is number two for moments. I think my insecure moment is the Best Buy t-shirt montage or smooth move pan to Issa's face and then pan to fucking Lawrence blowing Bank Bay out. Them three scenes back to back, dog, was the moment that every the internet exploded, nigga. Best Buy shirts was on sale, nigga, like... I, y'all had me in the closet looking for my old Best Buy uniform shirts, nigga. And thank you, because I found them. Um, Shit, Issa even mentioned, like, when I got on the Twitter, not like I didn't look for a hashtag. Yeah, I, I just was on my time. rego timeline. Yeah. And that motherfucker was all about this moment. That created dog. the Lawrence Hive. Yeah, facts. That night. The Lawrence Hive literally got created on the internet that night. That was the hashtag. And boy, I, I just remember the, be- the Best Buy shirt hanging in the closet to Issa's face, and then you heard Bank Bay moaning before you saw what was happening. So we yeah. didn't even know that we was going to fucking Lawrence getting it in, man. That was just a, a hell of a moment and a win for a nigga who had taken losses for seven straight episodes that season, man. Um, This shit was black excellence, dog. One thing that I loved on the, uh, the um, documentary was when Nathan was talking and when he was just talking about like the revolution, it, it almost was like a poem. 
when he was giving his speech, dog, talking about how much insecure. Oh, yeah. it, but it was so dope how he put that together, man. And um, I think he was right, the dog. The fact that he even, I mean, because he was the quote-unquote toxic nigga. Facts. The fact that when he was breaking up with her, he called her toxic. Yeah. Hey, nigga, I ain't do shit to you. But that was, <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah, man. Um, Just a, a really, really amazing show, amazing moment for the culture, man. It's, it's an unforgettable moment for us. Um we don't normally see us represented this accurately in this well. Um, it wasn't every character on here who you thought was dope had just as many flaws to them. Um, and that's how we are in real life, right? Like we all think we dope. We all think we the shit. We all love our friends, but we also all can acknowledge, yeah, we kind of fucked up a little bit. And to see that represented so well with so many beautiful black people on screen for five seasons on HBO. Fam, you know how hard it is to survive on HBO for five seasons from a web series, my nigga? That wasn't even supposed to be like this. She talking about, yo, I kind of had it in mind like The Office and Curb and all that. Like, she had a whole different plan. This was a workplace comedy. Yeah. And some white dude was like, no, nah, that's the show. That Yeah, like, shout no, I him. need to know what's up with you and Molly, nigga. You and your friend, that's the show. Um, shout out to the the white cinematographer lady who said, season two, yo, we need to film black people better. Like, the color, y'all not doing what y'all need to do with this shit. Like, and you could see that. And I think culminating in season four, episode eight, yeah. When her and Lawrence walk through the art walk, it's one of the most beautiful fucking scenes you'll ever see on film, man. Um, it's just an amazing show, dog. Salute Issa. Salute the whole cast. Salute everybody involved, all the different directors and writers. Y'all made a classic, man. Uh, in this microwave society, we don't get a lot of classics, nigga. But y'all gave us five seasons of fire. Even uh, the, the seasons or the episodes that might have been critiqued Niggas is only talking because of the bar you set. And um, y'all set that shit so high. Anything could be deemed not as good as some of the, the greatness that y'all have put out there, man. Uh, what you think is next for Issa, man? I know, don't she got like a Netflix deal or some shit? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just wait, patiently waiting. I mean, I'm sure yeah. it's going to be good. Yeah. I'm excited to see what's next for all of them, man. Uh Again, uh, this is one of them casts that I'm really, to Jay's point earlier, I'm supporting everything I see any of them in. Um, but I do want to see all of them, like, go on to become great because the, the characters that they just pulled off for five seasons were fucking phenomenal, man, and really left a lasting place in our lives. So, hey, man, uh, it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap, man. Everything will be okay. Episode 206, This Week in Culture. We out.